not on the air. Hold on, I gotta go live on the fucking rant. Rant. Welcome to the soft open of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode 5006. Yes, close enough. So you were, uh, before I hit the go live button, Tony, you were excited. You had questions for next week for Can You Beat That? And then Kevin asked who the challenger was, and I excitedly exclaimed, Downtown Petey Brown. Okay. And is he related? To, is he related to Cauliflower Brown? I don't think so. This harkens really? back to the uh, argument we had last week about said championship committee. Listen, I'm sure Mr. Petey Brown is a nice guy. However, I do not recall ever submitting his name to the championship committee. That's now, I did speak to the committee, and okay. for this. For this one time, no, no, no. For this one time at a vote of five to four, they said that it is okay for Mr. Petey Brown to have this challenge. So so you're telling Kevin me there's, there's nine people in this committee? No, 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 no. There's nine votes. That doesn't mean there's nine people. What, what do you mean that doesn't? So how many votes does each person get? Well, there's some senior members of the committee which get two, who get two votes. So, you know. I think this committee is a farce. You're not even on social media, so I don't know how we're going to work this. I don't understand what you mean. What do you mean I'm not on social media? You're not on Twitter. I can use the Wizards podcast Twitter. Why not? Okay, so after next Tuesday. Okay. You're in charge of finding the Can You Beat That Challengers. Okay. You your committee. Oh, it's going to be Phil. It's going to be freaking Fat Fingers Phil every week. No, but, but see, Matt's missing the point. If you guys have ideas for contestants, that's fine. You just have to give them to me so I can submit them properly to the committee. Why can't I submit them to the committee? That's because I am the question. liaison. I am the consigliere to the committee. I There's channels see. that these things have to go through. I don't want really to see, see the committee. Out of the sky. There's nothing to see. Matt wants to have a sit down with the committee. No, that that's impossible. That's how is that? Happen. How is that not possible? Look, if you have questions and concerns, you can send them to me, and I will be happy to. Matt's, them Matt's, Matt's the face of the franchise. If he wants to go have a, a sit down with the committee in charge of one of the most popular segments on the show, he should be able to do so. Well, then I suggest to Matt to figure out who's on the. He's committee the Hulk Hogan. Hogan. He's well, look, a Hollywood if, Hogan. If, if I said I was the committee then I'm sure all the fans of the Shining Wizards would assume it's me and all my wrestling buddies sitting around my dining room table trying to figure things out, okay? Oh, God, that's a meme waiting to happen. (laughs) You! you. (laughs) No, I don't think you have any wrestling buddies, and I don't know if you have any buddies. buddies. I don't think you have any friends. (laughs) So I want, if I can't see them, I at least want names. Yes, name names. No, there's no name. Right? When the when the NWA had the championship committee, you knew who was in the championship committee. Yep. Coraluzo, right? The NWA. This is not the this is not the NWA. This is not the NWA championship committee. That's Why not don't you just call it, call it fucking anonymous committee then. I think this is a fuck. This is bullshit. <laughs> all right, fine. Then it's an anonymous championship committee. There you so, does that make right. you happy? Will that stop the questions? Will you follow protocol from now on? Tony, protocol. Yes, guys! I just got a message from the anonymous championship committee. What did you just drop? Phone. (laughs) (laughs) Tony is a loser. Wow! Thanks, Kevin. No, not me. That's from the anonymous general manager. I can't wait till Kevin's. I can't wait till Kevin's name comes up as a perennial challenger. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, that belt. That belt's coming right back around this waist in no time. <laughs> okay, so you kind of tipped your hand. There's nine votes, right? But some people get two. Yeah, depending on their seniority on the committee. How many votes do you get? I don't get any. I told you, I am the liaison. I have nothing to do with the votes of the committee. This week you were the liaison. Last week you were the part of the championship committee. Yeah, well, I'm. Were. I'm. I don't have a vote though. I am part of the committee, but my. My uh, my my job is to just present things to them for deliberation and you vote. You are the special advisor to the championship. Committee. That's a great way to put it. Yes, I don't right, know if so, that's my official title, but that's a right. great way to. Put well, it. you should probably ask the committee that. I should. I but I got to put it in writing, so you, it's going to take a week. Oh, it's probably just have to get so, it notarized too. Just so I have this right, last week, okay. Your game, you were the wrestling committee. Right. No, uh, you that's and not what I said. Whatever. That's not uh, what I said. Right. Very fluid. Uh, I created the game. I am part of the wrestling committee. I decide to write whatever, blah, blah, blah. Listen to it. Last week, episode 584. Great interview with Brian R. Solomon. But it's in, right before the Brian R. Solomon interview. But in order for me to stay impartial, I cannot have a vote on the committee. Do you realize what kind of chaos that would cause if I present things to the committee and I'm allowed to vote on it? Right. Why would so I not we, vote? When we did know? the wrestling president vote and you were voting from other facebook accounts listen that was a farce i had to, i had to deal with that <laughs> the way it yeah was. and it didn't work it didn't work did it tony it would have worked if it wasn't for you finagling kids <laughs> meddling kids i don't work. trust this committee yeah listen that. listen i'm sure pd williams or whoever this guy is pd williams <laughs> pd brown stupid bad news pd brown is this a real person is this a real? I'm I'm, I'm doubting your 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 go around. I don't this like a, this. This is a real person. He's a real man. All right, I got to Google downtown. He's a man. Right. Find him on the Twitter machine. Such God, a man. Down. Oh, he he separates downtown into two words. Is this a thing? Downtown so, Petey Brown. So at downtown P T Brown. Is this oh, an homage God. to downtown Bruno? No, he looks like a he looks like a miniature Luke Gallows in this picture. Oh, he's got. I mean, even a miniature Luke Gallows is pretty big. Oh, it's not a do rag; it's like a headband too. Yo, he. All right, look. The committee's making an exception, but he's got to wear those glasses that have his initials on it for the start of the show. I got to see this guy. What's his thing? Downtown Petey Brown. <laughs> Apparently, he's a thing, Kevin. And he separates it into two words, downtown. You'll find it. Just Google it. Yo, I want I also want to have a PD party, whatever that is. Is a that PD like a pe- pa- all right? So, so is that like a penis party? I boy, hey, hey. Dude, now you, you open Pandora's box here. I'm only right, but penis here's violence. the thing, right? You want all the stuff. I since I am not part of said committee, you are the liaison. I'm leaving this up to you. If you want to reach out to downtown PD Brown. He follows us on Twitter. We've spoke. I set it up already for next week. You can reach out and you can say the committee would like you to wear your glasses, take mm-hmm. your penis party, whatever you want to do. That's right. All right. I'll 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 put this in front of the committee today. I'll see okay. if I can get an answer before the end of the show. Is Seems the like committee all, all in the United States? I can't answer those questions. That'll give away too much information. You understand They're all in the 50 states. I don't need so You don't need somebody from fucking the UK. He's asleep right now. Not necessarily. Baza would stay up. Baza, Baza may be on the committee. He might be up listening right now. We don't know. A couple know. years ago, Baza would have stayed up. Now, no. Nah, he's married. He's a responsible young adult. Young adult? I think yeah, he's, he's older old. than I am. That's what to say. 
young adult. Let's be honest here. Come on. Faza wasn't young a couple years ago. Ugh. All right. So that's <sighs> so next week, downtown PD Brown is challenging uh, Kevin Rogue for the Can You Beat That Championship? And the committee has given us a pass. Uh, I think going forward, going I think forward. the committee would have found PD Brown acceptable. I think wow. I think they would have. They 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 oh. gave they gave you a pass though. So there you going go. forward, the June can you beat that challenger will be Miko Maestro. July it'll be Miko Maestro. August it'll be Francis Wright. God. September Tombstone Jesus probably. If yeah, the committee October. has their way, maybe Phil. Uh, <laughs> maybe they sprinkle in somebody else that's that's in the committee's wheelhouse. I don't know. It's going to be uh, Lopez. It's going to be Mike Norengonger. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, uh, me and Kevin vote to destroy the Can You Beat That Challenge. <laughs> yes. So this is the you will not you will not see that segment on this show ever again. Oh, this the this might have to, is disbanded. This might have to become a magenta vehicle then. Ah. <laughs> Could you imagine that fucking wackaloon hosting? Can you beat I'm that? Sure, he's part of the committee. I'm sure he's not. That I could that I could give you with 90% confidence. I would trust Magenta more than I would trust you with this committee. Me, but I'm not on the committee. Don't you understand? Well, I am, but I don't have voting power. Yeah, make up your mind, T-Dog. So no, I I I'm like a silent partner. That's no. I'm like an equity partner. I'm just along for the ride. I don't think we're done talking about this imaginary yeah, committee, getting, but it's episode yeah, 585. We have a huge show set up for you tonight. Akira's joining us shortly. Uh, we got NWA to talk about, MLW, AEW. Uh, we got some New Japan we're going to talk about. We got a Down the Aisle, which is quickly becoming everyone's favorite um, segment. Now, Tony, since Down the Aisle was your idea, does that also – do I have to run the cards past the wrestling committee, the committee, this weird the Down the Aisle committee. No, but I was interested in, in to, to know what the card was, but we could figure that out later. You could let us know later. That's fine. Okay, great. I'm yeah, just – I don't know – now I don't know how much control yeah. this like this is can you beat that? This has nothing okay. to do with with the fun stuff that we do, but can you beat that? It's a little serious, you know, because there's a championship involved. There's, right. you know, maybe money to be exchanged and things like that. So yeah. we kind of have to, you know, be on money. more of a level yeah, playing. Money. Yeah, don't oh, worry. I never got no money. Well, the winner's champion. The winner's purse. Kevin, did you get money when you beat me? No, that's a great point. Notice he didn't say no. No, no. He I did not get money, no. Tony. Oh, but I thought you said no, that's a great point. I didn't think you said no, but that's a great point. This is a farce. Yeah. This is this whole thing is I shenanigans, if you will. You know what else is a farce? The fact that we haven't started the show yet. Can we get in all this and more next? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. Who's doing the who's doing the thing? All, All this, this and more. There you go. Thank you. All Kevin. this and more coming up next <laughs> on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. So glad Kevin's paying attention tonight. <laughs> the following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> 
where did cheese go? It's a no. stupid fucking question, Kevin. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And I... Whoa! Hey, this is Moose. God, that was disgusting. Turning wizards rule the world. You are tuned in live to episode 585 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live on the rant, rantdmradio.com. Coming to you live in video form on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And going with you wherever you go because we are available for download on all podcast platforms. But enough of this palaver. It's time for some wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. KJG, fellas, fellas, what's going on, fellas? What uh, nothing. It's good to be back. It's good to be here. It's been a hellish week. Yes, it has. I'm glad I survived it. So are we. And uh, I'm excited to talk about a lot of wrestling. Oh yeah, that's what and we do I'm best. excited to talk to Akira. Yeah, and I'm excited to have some laughs. Oh, we already started. Laughs are yeah, flowing. We did. Hell yeah. yeah. We... So uh, I'm doing well. Kevin, how are you? Not too shabby. A little had some internet issues, but got those resolved. So I am here and ready to go, baby. Is, is that uh, your internet issues result of the weather? I'm assuming it's the weather because it was yesterday and today, and it's been like insanely humid the last two days. Do you get any of the storms? No, not yet. So oh, far, so you good. should be good then. I got some storms, but I think I'm good now. I got all the windows open. I got the fan on. Yeah, must have just uh, missed us. It wasn't like a steady line. So I guess um, if it, I mean, listen, it's still early. It, it, the warning was still eight, so it's still possible, I guess. But Donk, how goes over in your neck of the woods? We were spared. We were supposed to get this storm for like five hours. We got like a little bit of rain around like one thirty. It was supposed to come back around three, and it just never came back. So we got nothing but oppressive humidity and 70s all the rest of the day. Yeah, baby. And you'll be happy to know the COVID seems to be over. All right. However, my stupid ass yesterday in oh, trying no. to clean up my basement threw my back out. So now I'm walking around like a fucking gimp. You do sound great, though, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah I mean. Oh, sorry, T-Donk. I was no, going to say, sorry. Kevin sounds much better than last week, too. He's uh, snot sneezing. His eyes aren't red. No. Yes, Kevin, Kevin is snot sneezing. <laughs> snot. I'm snot free. <laughs> snot yeah. snee. Yeah, your allergies were slamming you last week. Dude, and I today, there was like the most pollen I've ever seen on my car ever today. Like ever. And I'm still okay. The key is go inside, rinse your hands as soon as you get inside, get everything off your hands. And then if you touch your face... That's that's the other thing about being a weirdo and still wearing a mask, is that the pollen doesn't affect you as bad. Oh, that's fine because we got notice. Like my kid, they're having their eighth grade musical this week. Don't ask, and uh, they already sent the word out. Uh, everybody that shows up to see the show has to wear a mask. 
Uh, they told the kids you don't have to wear them in school, but it's highly recommended. You know, that you wear them while you play your instruments. No, it's like all singing and shit. There's no, there's no instruments. It's weird. Uh, but uh, what's the uh, what's the musical? They're doing Godspell Junior. So you might say Godspell Junior. So yeah. So they rewrite these musicals more for like kids, and they just throw Junior on the end. Like a few years ago, before the pandemic, they did Schoolhouse Rock Junior. So they did an entire musical based on Schoolhouse Rock. Remember the shit from like this, the 80s? Yeah, but isn't, isn't, isn't Schoolhouse Rock with kids? Yeah, but they call it Junior. Like, and I don't know why. I don't know what version of that they made for adults, but that's just kind of what they do. Everything is it like, like a, uh, is it like Kids Bop? Um, sort of, but like they take the old bits like Conjunction Junction and they just like loosely put it around like somebody who's becoming a teacher for the first time or some oh, shit. Like, dude. what are they going to teach the kids? I totally, I totally did not get that. That was the school, uh, school of rock you were talking about. That's not, I thought you were talking about the Jack Black movie. No, no, no. That <laughs> no. was, no, that was based on something. Wait, school of that. So that's what school of rock was. No school. Of house rock. rock. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay. you don't remember. Like I'm just, no, a I bill. Do, of course. I'm gratify me. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm gonna bring a magic guests. number and I'm all sure that shit. Yeah, enamored by this conversation, Mr. Akira. Hello. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm driving. I'm, I had to go pick up my vehicle after a long, long night, and uh, from Boston to Washington to back here, and I had to drive to Cincinnati, which is like an hour and a half, with a friend to go get my car and pay sixty dollars to get my car back. Oh no! You got towed? No, no, no! Just uh, airport, uh, airport garage fees. Wow, sixty bucks—that's awful. Twenty dollars a day. What Jeez. is this? Jesus. Well, I guess it's better than the alternative of getting towed somewhere. Oh yeah, God forbid that. But just a long, long day. <laughs> long Sorry. two days, really. Long weekend, really. Well, hopefully we're we're here to have some fun, so we can maybe cheer you up a little bit. I mean, I'm down to have fun. And again, it's probably better to be busy and have to pay sixty bucks than to not be busy and I mean, <sighs> not have to pay. 60 I mean, I was, yeah. I was just more annoyed. So I I booked a flight uh, after Noel's bar yesterday. I was supposed to leave at like eight p.m. and be home by midnight, and I was going to get my car. And so it may have been like you know forty five, fifty bucks. I'd have been okay with that. Um, but my flight got delayed by like seven hours. And I missed my layover. So uh, when I got to D.C. finally um, at like three in the morning, I slept for three hours, woke up and hopped on another plane. And it was just the long. It was long. <laughs> and what was worse was after Old's Bar, I sat at the uh, airport restaurant, got a little drunk, got a little annoyed with my situation. I was just like angry. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, do you do you tend to enjoy traveling, or or do you not? I know it's necessary for your business, but do you do you are you one of those people that tend to enjoy riding the roads or flying? I love traveling. Um, that's something that uh, like Masha and I enjoy doing a lot. We like going on like car rides and drives, and I like I like flying specifically when I'm with her because it's I'm I know who I'm next to. Um, I enjoy seeing sites. I enjoy going places. It's just when traveling plans go wrong, that's when it's the absolute 
friggin' worse, you know, like nobody likes when things go wrong. And yes, like this weekend, almost everything went wrong. My flight to Jersey for my two shows before an old barred, uh, was just a nightmare. I, I was, I flew out at like, Oh, uh, four 30. And they had us in the air for about an hour and a half because uh, LaGuardia in New York was shut down because of weather. And so I wake up and I figured, oh, I'm going to be landing now. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, at Syrac- we're by Syracuse. They told us we can actually go and start heading that way now. And so I got to my match with Jordan Oliver like 10 minutes before I was supposed to go out. I was already I, I, I got dressed in the lift and everything. It was just horrible. So when something like that happens, they, they, they don't adjust to, to try to make it better? Or was it just like that was the plan and you were there and we, we'll, we'll just make it work? They pushed me back to semi-main, man. There's only so much they can do. <laughs> oh, I know that. Okay. All right. So well, I, got, I didn't realize like, that Yeah, I was supposed there. to get there like 7, and I got there at like 9.20. Oh, man. Yeah, so it was a, it's a weekend of traveling blunders. <laughs> You you said you were uh, picking up your car from Cincinnati. Are you from this that area? Um, I am currently living in the Jeffersonville area, so like right across the bridge from Louisville. And um, in about a month and a half, I will be moving into uh, New York City with my uh, significant other and the, uh, living the wrestling dream, I guess. Whoa. All right, I got some beef with Cincinnati though. That skyline chili is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Okay, listen. Um, I'm not going to argue with you on this. Um, I just like I enjoy Skyline, but I have seen some bad Skyline. It's just chili over spaghetti. Ugh. Well, I don't get that. I'm a real American, and I get hot dogs. Come on now. No, I'm with you on that. I just think it's <laughs> I've been out to Cincinnati for baseball, and they're like, "You got to try the Skyline chili," and I'm like, "I'll take chili," and I'm like. What are you doing with the spaghetti? Yeah, bro? you got to do it with the dog. You got to do it with the dog. You got to do it with the dog, or you got to get just, just the plain chili with crackers and cheese. That I don't do that chili, that spaghetti crap. If I want spaghetti, I'm going to get spaghetti. Yeah, with but, like um, sauce but honestly, the, that's like the least thing to argue about with Cincinnati. Let's talk about the traffic. Let's talk about the constant construction. Let's talk about people that are wrecking all the time because they can't drive, for God's sakes. There's lots of other things to bitch about when it comes to Cincinnati. Skyline Chili is like, you know, number 17 on the list of all the other things. Well, I got news for you if you're coming to New York City. Yeah, hey, I'm not driving. Listen, hold on. I'm not driving. I'm making Masha drive everywhere. Okay, she's got a car now. I will drive on the long distance trips if we do that. But she's going everywhere. I will go on foot. I don't care. I'm not doing that. I've yeah. already, I've already driven in uh, New York City like three years ago when WrestleMania was happening. So it was like the collective. It was like spring break when it was uh, Jimmy Lloyd versus Takeda, and my, my ass got lost. So it's me, Shane Mercer, and a couple others, and I ended up in Midtown in the middle of like like 1 p.m. So it's just the worst traffic. And I'm like absolutely terrified because I've never driven in a big city like that before. I'm like, I'm like looking around at all the, like all the skylines. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Oh my God, this is the worst traffic ever. And just the worst time. So if, if we're driving anywhere, she's driving. Yeah. I've lived 20 minutes outside New York city for as long as I can remember. And I've never driven into the city. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ever. Uh, does she know she's driving? 
Yes. Um, she argues that I'm going to, and I laugh at her face, and I say, uh, no, you are. <laughs> I feel like there's no reason to drive in New York. There's no reason. I don't mind this. She, Masha hates the subway. Hates it. Um, because just because when she has to get somewhere, it, it makes her late. Me, I'm like, I don't really care that much. I enjoy the subway, other than, you know, the uh, cra- the crazy things that have happened recently, which yeah. is bizarre. But, like, I've enjoyed it. Um, even if I had to get, like, a bike and like, ride a bike, I'd be okay with that, which her, her and I are both fitness freaks now, so, like, I'm okay with that. But I just... Driving in New York, no thank you. I would, I'll do the drives, long distance drives to like Boston, to Massachusetts, like Massachusetts, Maryland. I don't care. Rhode Island, but inside New York, never again. Not for <laughs> me. I will walk. Yeah, yeah hoof it. I, I drive everywhere because I. Or, or I, will, I, will I get Uber. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not relying on public transportation. I've learned I'm learning the ins and outs of uh, hopping over things to get free rides. So, you know, I'm, I'm learning the tricks of the trade when it comes to New York City. <laughs> Don't get caught. We're on the line with Akira at the Akira way on Twitter and Instagram. He just had to pay for parking. So go over to stiffblade.com, grab a T-shirt, go over to his Patreon, patreon.com slash death samurai. Uh, he's got an OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com. Uh, <laughs> And at DeathSamurai.com. Support the guy. Throw him a couple shekels. He's coming to the city, so he's going to, you know. Pretty please. I'm bringing the dog, too. So, come on. Yeah, you get to I, see the dog. I, and I appreciate you uh, uh, supporting me with my issues with uh, Xfinity Internet today by saying that you would send the dog. Well, the dog's going to be in a cone, so they're going to feel really bad and get it done fast. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, we've avoided that, that situation. Internet is up and, and running and good to go, but I do appreciate the support. That's what was funny was um, when I actually logged on here, I was like, man, are they even going to be up and running? And I guess they, I can't go on. I'm like, oh, they're talking, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're good to go. Look, you had a huge weekend. You mentioned it. Uh, Jordan Oliver, <sighs> Anders, Tommy Vendetta. Two and one this weekend, badass shit. You're killing it out there. Um, tell tell us about you know you you. It's a who you wrestled a who's who this weekend. Jordan Oliver, Manders, yep. Tommy Vendetta. I mean, you you literally fill. You check every box in terms of what you're capable of doing in the ring and with who. How how is how's that work out for you? Uh, well, so I'm by body felt great for the first two, um, that Tommy Vendetta match. Oh my God. My body hates me now. <laughs> uh, um, nobody, I don't, it's, it's not been seen yet, but, um, well, one Tommy, but, uh, he cheated out and he went for my eyes and get the power. I mean, no holds barred, so I can't be too upset, but I'm a nice little honor driven guy. I don't really cheat to win. Um, or I don't really go do go through like low tactics so you know he's gonna get what's coming to him eventually but uh tommy and i was fun but it was it was an insane 11 minutes uh between getting powerbomb from the ring to the stage which i don't suggest ever doing oh my god my neck and my back hurt and then uh hitting that that sunset flip powerbomb on him to the floor where he landed on me i just I, I'm, I'm, I'm depleted. I didn't go to, I got home and it's, it's bad when even Masha tells me and everyone knows that she's a fitness nut. 
she's turned me into one. She's like, yeah, you should probably rest for the day. And I'm like, yeah, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> um, but between Jordan Oliver, who, you know, who's a very fast paced wrestler and he's very gifted, very talented. And it was really, it was really nice to go toe to toe with him, especially on such a short notice. Um, and we really put on something pretty spectacular, all things considered. Um, and then, and even when he's when someone like him, who, you know, he's wrestling a lot of the who's who, and I'm still trying to go out there and prove myself in terms of being a tactical hard hitting guy. Um, when he even goes out and says it was pretty good, you know, and puts it over. It's, it's nice to hear. And he's, he had really, a lot of really good things to say. And then Manners and I was just a hard hitting, like all Japan match, just, kicked the crap out of each other he threw me around and i threw him on his head a couple times um just a lot of very different opponents and then tommy and i was a fast paced like hockey brawl with some insanity in between and i threw his ass around as much as he threw me around so um it's it's very vindicating but there's still a lot more work to go because i'm so i'm getting i've had a lot more bookings this year in terms of just straight up pro wrestling instead of deathmatch because 2020 and 2021 was very much deathmatch heavy and i started to slowly balance it out um and you know i i have someone now on my side who is very much about me wrestling as much as i'm doing the deathmatch wrestling so that i can you know live a long and prosperous life and it's it's very vindicating but like i said it's a long it's it's a long road to travel i'm slowly breaking that stereotype that i want to prove and people have heard my mission statement before about proving that the deathmatch wrestlers of today are the best wrestlers in the industry i mean you have a guy like moxley out there who is a deathmatch wrestler at, at heart and he's going out there and he is one of the best in the world i mean then june kasai masashi Keda, take away the deathmatch they're still one of the best wrestlers in the world yeah. And and I, I had a question for you, but you just triggered like six more. So yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be able to get to them all because because I saw you I, for the first time I think over uh, in Atlantic City uh, for ICW and the in the the Boardwalk Buds convention. Oh God, yeah. No, but I was one of the but I was one of the comedians that night on the shows, and um and I saw you and I think I I think I talked to you, but I can't remember for sure. But I'm just like this guy can like. And I, I mentioned it last week on the show, or I mentioned it to these guys in passing. Like this guy can do like anything, like literally do anything. Even like in the death matches that he's wrestling, like he's wrestling like a wrestler's wrestler. So, how does that make you feel? Like knowing that now you're you might be transitioning into more of just a professional wrestler in air quotes. And was deathmatch wrestling your like ticket to get booked? Um, I don't view it as my ticket to get booked. I, I view it as deathmatch wrestling was the vessel for Akira to evolve and revolutionize himself into the person that he is today. I, like, I would not have met the people I've met. I wouldn't have met Masha and my life become like the best thing ever. Um, because without deathmatch wrestling, um, I'm never going to not deathmatch wrestle. I, I will say that I don't care if I get signed to Impact, Ring of Honor, you know AEW. I'm I'm putting my foot down when I say I'm doing these because this is what I love and this is what brought me to the dance. And it's it's my job. It's other people's jobs, especially in this new generation, to elevate the art of deathmatch wrestling and show that hey, we can go in a one-on-one setting without any weapons. We can do just as good, if not better, because we have 
we have more we have more battle scars we have more um i guess uh aesthetic than other people could bring to the table just with their hair we have scars we have marks on our bodies and when you look at us you know that we're real when i take a shirt off in a regular wrestling match people generally go oh my god and they, when they look at my back they look at my chest they see this stab wound from the matt tremont match and it's funny enough looking at that boardwalk buds weekend because i had that uh edible death match that incredible <laughs> edible death match yeah oh my god and that was <laughs> That was essentially a DDT match, everybody. That was a comedy match. Yeah, that, I was and doing, and that's when you guys would do the whole like slow motion thing. Right? Yeah, I was doing slow motion Northern Light suplexes. Like, who does that? Nobody does that. Dude, I was that dude. That was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. To you. I was laughing. I was laughing so hard at that show. It was the most it was the most ridiculous match that I've ever had, like in terms of comedy. But I also proved I can go out there and I can do comedy. Like, um I think all the greats can go out there. You know, Moxley's a funny guy. Suzuki is one of the best at comedy because he's one of the best straight men in terms of uh working with uh the more comedic people. You look at his work with Yano, you look at the, his stuff in DDT, his uh what was it, the uh no ring, the, it was the uh empty stadium match he had in DDT is one of the funniest things in the world. Um, and it's just, he's just him being himself. He's being the, like, there's a, there's two instances. One, and the one that's not really involving him, but one, uh, he, the guy he's fighting, um, he runs into a janitor and the janitor's actually June Kasai. June Kasai gets pissed and hits the guy, climbs the ladder that this guy had that June Kasai has because he's a janitor at the stadium and does his splash onto it. And then there's another instance they're fighting and they get in a hallway where there's a Muay Thai fighter and everybody acts scared of the Muay Thai fighter. And you see Suzuki go, oh shit, wait, I'm in order Suzuki. I got to act completely tough. So you see him like slapping his face. He's getting ready to do shadow boxing, getting ready to fight this guy. And then right as he's about to do it, the other guy tries to sneak past and the Muay Thai guy starts beating the holy hell out of him. And you see Suzuki like tiptoe past them like in a Scooby-Doo movie. And it's just the funniest <laughs> shit. I mean, it's if you can go find that match, it's, it's somewhere on YouTube, at least the first first half and you can find the second half honestly go and get uh wrestle universe because that's got Noah ddt and all that stuff on it it's just it's great content right. and the match akira is talking about minoru suzuki and sanchiro takagi yeah sanchiro takagi thank you empty and, stadium um, match and- definitely check it out with the the death match stuff is there a line for you like we've had uh, we've had Brandon and Casey on the show, which I definitely want to talk about. Um, and we've had Louie, Low Life Louie, is a, a great dear friend of ours. Um, Bless Louie. Has, uh, oh, no. has he approached you with the drill, though? <laughs> it's not a, uh, we were supposed to have a match where I'm fairly certain he was going to try to do that, but uh, that match got canceled due to COVID uh, in 2020. Um, ironically, at um, a show that was going to be called Death Wave, um, and it was like a whole weekend of shows that was going to happen. Um, and now, I'm, this weekend, I'm making my H2O debut at the official Death Wave show. So it's nice little uh, coming a full circle moment, but uh, I've seen him go with pet people with the drill though, but I love low life. Louie, uh, Louie has been like a friend and a supporter ever since I went to, uh, on point, like in 2019. But, um, is uh, in terms of lines, uh, I mean, you're talking to someone who is, who really doesn't care a whole lot. Um, as long as it's not like pigeon spikes or anything like that, we're, we, we, the, the known taboos, you know, like I'm not going to do that except, 
okay, I'm not going to lie. If I go to Australia or I wrestle an Australian person, I'm going to definitely do uh, TA tubes because I'm a stupid idiot. But that's just me. I don't expect anyone else to do some of the dumb crap that I do. All right, so someone, for someone who's not super familiar with the lingo that you just spit out. Okay, um, I can, I can I'm gonna rewind it. So, uh, pigeon spikes. Was, Start with pigeon spikes. Pigeon spikes. So, you know the things people put on roofs to keep birds away, specifically pigeons, especially in New York. Uh, those things. Um, uh, okay, yeah. Marcus Crane used them in, uh, I think it was tournament or survival or ngi against masashi takeda and he hit a small package driver on takeda on them and it impaled marcus and it punctured his lungs oh, and it collapsed his that. lungs um and these things are like plastic some are metal um but they're vicious man like i've used one in a match but it wasn't like i didn't like i had someone put it through my ear and i had pierced ears so at the time nobody knew you know i was working smart or not being insane um but those i draw a line at i don't like fucking with fire a whole lot because fire is so unpredictable i've seen fire go wrong so many times unless it's like a very controlled environment um i don't really trust fire a whole lot but i mean in ta tubes um let me take break it down so in america and uh in america and in mexico we use t12s so like there's those are the big the thicker uh uh, light tubes that you see like in grocery stores and whatnot. T8s are the skinnier ones, and T8s are the ones that when Nick Gage got thrown through the uh, ropes at Tournament of Death, that's what nearly killed him is because they break really weird. Um, but w- there's also a way to do it, and it's just T8s are just there's, – there's a way to do it, and I know how to do it, and – when if it, if I go wrestle someone in Australia, I want to respect what they do, and I want to wrestle in their environment and do what they do because I just that's that's just some weird credence that I have. I'm I'm an idiot. <laughs> some people look at it as honor. I I look at it and Masha looks at it like I'm I'm stupid. No, that's that's totally fair. And and real quick, I, uh, one more for me, real quick, just because I'm I'm on your Twitter page right now, and I don't know how active you are doing podcasts and all that stuff, and I don't know how many times you've gotten oh. this question, but because it's your pinned tweet. I gotta ask back in uh, back in February when Moxley wore uh, your your hoodie on a. I remember watching it live, and I think I even tweeted about it at the time because I remember being such a fan of yours from when I met you in Atlantic City uh, that it was a big deal to me. So, how big of a deal was that to you? So, um, is it I'm first of all? Is it even, it's it's your hoodie, right? That's your hoodie. It is my it is my hoodie. Yeah, it is definitely my hoodie. You go to stiffblade.com uh, and they're available on, on there. Um, so it's really funny. Uh, it's, I, I've never, I mean, I've never even told Mox this, but, uh, I've, I've only spoken to him a couple times, but, um, back when, before I was even training, um, before I even considered wrestling, I went to a, I was like 23. I went to a WWE event in, um, God, Fort Wayne, Indiana, I believe. And, the main event was a TLC match, um, and it was AJ Styles versus, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley. And it, funny enough, it was that main event is what made me go, okay, I can do this. I can, I think I can become a wrestler. And, you know, come, flash forward a couple years, um, 
what was it in 2020 uh, at that first collective in Indianapolis, I'm, um, I'm Robert Maru, a friend of mine was there, was with me and he was stretching my legs and because I did something to my knee and I really, my, my, my knees and my body were not in the best condition uh, in the late, in late 2020. Uh, so when you see me do that Spanish fly on Alex Cologne, you're, you actively are watching my knee give out. That's why you couldn't get the full rotation. And now you're seeing me do full moonsaults. So there's the fun little, uh, fact there. Um, but I'm sitting there getting stretched and I'm in absolute pain and misery. And, um, box is there for blood sport. Right. And, he, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear, I hear his voice and I look up and he's talking to me and, he, and he's saying a bunch of things, you know, that I'm just going to keep to myself. But he was just basically just telling me I was killing it and to keep doing what I was doing and I was going to go somewhere. And I, I got up, pushed him out of the way. I was like, Oh, hi. Uh, it was, I didn't know really what to say or do. I just shook his hand. I was like this. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck is happening? That's honestly what was in my head. Uh, because I had no idea that, he was even aware of me and a lot. And I've, I've had no idea that a lot of people were aware of me, to be honest. Um, but there was that, that scenario. And someone told me that he had actually had that hoodie and I really didn't believe them. They're like, yeah, it was at, they were at the blood sport tapings when they were in LA, I guess when they were doing like the, the uh, empty, the empty arena thing. Yeah. That they yeah. did. Um, and I think Calvin Tankman was the one that told me, he was like, I, I think that's, akira's hoodie and I, I was talking to me and i was like nah it's bullshit this is complete complete bullshit i don't believe anybody apparently he was wearing it that day i just missed it too um funny enough but then you know uh the, what was a flash forward what was it 2021 20, around april uh you, i i was sleeping in madman pondo's car as we're gri- driving up to go do a show for the juggalos and um my phone starts vibrating going off i'm like what the fuck and uh someone's like hey uh someone's talking about you on wrestling observer and i was like what and they sent me the clip and it's you know just mocks talking about me and i was like and i'm sitting there in pondo's car on the way to go wrestle for the juggalos listening to this and i'm like what the fuck is what is going on with my life right now it was (laughs) so weird and people are tweeting at me and i'm like okay okay cool cool um, go us with the juggalos. And then, you know, flash forward to, uh, late 2021, um, fight club happened GCW. And then 2022, uh, I'm in the gym working out. I'm, I'm, I'm stretching, getting ready to go and do a hard workout. Um, and all of a sudden I hear my phone just start vibrating like insanely. And I'm like, uh, did someone die? Cause that's, that's the mode that I was in at the time was like, did someone die? Cause my phone doesn't normally go off like that unless something bad happened. And I, my phone is legit like hot from all the, like the battery usage that it's going through. Cause like, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, my discord, my e- like messenger, everything. And I was like, I legit called Masha and I was like, what the, I was like, what is happening? And she thought like something bad had happened. And then she goes to Twitter. She goes, Oh, Oh um, yeah. You should probably get that shirt and put it online right now. Cause you're probably <laughs> going to make some money. Uh, and I go to message uh, redneck Kung Fu who does all my t-shirt designs. That's not say Azala. And she, I was like, I need that t-shirt from like, cause that it's funny too. Cause that t-shirt was like my first ever actual design from her. So it, 
it's from like 2019 after I nearly died in like my second death match ever. And so I messaged her going, I need that design right now. So fine. she's like flipping out. She's like, what? I sent her the picture of that uh, people were sending me. She's like, holy shit. As she's scrambling through all of her files to try to find this. I get it online. And I made like, I made all the money I needed for like bills and stuff that week. And I was like, Oh, thank God. That's awesome. Um, and I still, people still buy it too. It's, it's, it's so bizarre. Um, it, it's just, I still think about it and it's weird. Like I don't, I can't take that pin tweet off cause I'm looking at it and I just go like, and I've had even more people come up to me lately that I never thought wouldn't know. But also making me want to go out and work harder because it's like I've got so much more to do. If like if these people are seeing what I'm doing, I'm doing something right, but I gotta keep getting better. And I have, you know, the best partner in the world who is always kicking my ass and is she is the most critical person in the world. And literally I can attribute a lot of my success recently due to her guidance and her pushing me and, you know, my willingness to go the extra mile and put the work in. It's a whole, like, it's a whole story, man. Like I could write that. This is, this is going to go in my shoot interview in like 10 years. <laughs> I, I think the, I think something that's, that's really unique about you, Akira, is that you are, you're, it seems like from talking to you uh, in these last 20 minutes or so that you're super focused on you. So you don't pay attention to the outside noise and you're surprised when you hear like John Moxley knows who you are and this person knows who you are. And I think that's a, I think that's a good thing because that it doesn't go to your head and it keeps you humble and you keep grinding, man. And you just keep putting in other people. It's a weird thing. It's a very weird uh, line because you have to own who you are as an individual and as a wrestler. Um, you have to be confident in it, you know? And, but my, my one thing is I've seen people get like, get on dark ones and they get the eat like this ego and i've seen people get like on you know they get this raw or smackdown spot for a moment and i just i never want to be that kind of person no matter what kind of success i have but i'm also learning uh to own who i am and be confident and say yeah i am good i do belong anywhere i go and i've had it was i had a match uh like a month or so ago two months ago where it was a wake-up call and when People are telling me like, dude, you're better than this. You like, you are one of the most confident people in the world. You're, you're one of the, you're one of the best wrestlers on the independent scene right now. There's no reason you should feel like you don't belong in a regular wrestling match just because you call yourself a death match wrestler. And, and, and you look up any of my work after that match and it's just been bang, 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 just killing it every single moment that I can, because it was the wake up call that I needed. Um, and it's people like Masha, who is a very confident person who, who she, I love her to death. She gasses me up as much as I gas her up. Um, she's always, you know, pushing me and saying I'm doing great and she's not a bullshitter. Anybody that knows her knows she's not a bullshitter. Um, she's a hundred percent honest with me. The fact that I'm in the best conditioning that I've been in ever is because of her. And she's just, she's always vocal about how proud she is and another person is a uh, kid bandit and i've known kid bandit before kid bandit was even a wrestler before they were even training um they messaged me and they were saying like hey i want to train you're like and this isn't me like this is something that they'll say all the time they're like hey you, like you are uh, someone i kind of look up to because you're an you're an asian wrestler 
you're an Asian American wrestler. And I was like, dude, do you need any help? You need to talk to me. Let me know. And we've been friends ever since. And Kid Bandit even tells me, because I don't, once again, I don't buy my own bullshit. I just buy myself as, as a good wrestler. I buy myself as one of the best. But I don't like let it get to my head. But Kid Bandit looks at me and goes, and always says this every time that they see me, Kid Bandit goes, you're a lot bigger than you think you are. And I go, eh, whatever, it's bullshit. He's like, Kid Bandit goes, no, like, you're more of a name than you think. You should really own that. And I'm like, and it's, it's funny to me because Kid Bandit's someone who is just in one year has done what like people dream to do in 15 and men people say that about me too is i've done a lot in four years that people wish they could do in 10 but kid band is someone i'm just proud i'm proud of and um the fact that kid band who was you know on AEW, people were like uh, making that dude trending all the time being like side kid bandit side kid bandit he's like one of the most dedicated fan bases ever um bless them man like they kid bandit and masha are like the ones in my ear going, you are bigger than you think you are. You should own it. Um, but I'm also, once again, I, I can't break who I am and I can't not be someone who is, I just focus on me and I don't think about what other people think. And it was funny, even this weekend, like at uh, No Holds Barred, um, I, someone, I came out, I got announced, and everyone's like screaming and cheering. You know, I'm the first one out, as always. And everyone's clapping and uh doing the akira chant and when larry legend announces me one person this one asshole this was like said overrated and you heard the entire crowd just boo that person and i'm like ah i guess i i guess i'm kind of a you know respected i'm kind of well liked <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing just coming coming from 2020 where it's nothing or i was not really anybody to now where it's i guess i'm kind of becoming somewhat respected um, it, it's just a weird thing that I haven't, I haven't really fully accepted yet. And I don't know if I ever really will, but I think that's also why I appreciate the moments that I have and the people that I have around me a lot more because it's, it's pretty surreal. And we're talking with Akira at the Akira way on Twitter and Instagram. He's got his t-shirt story. He just mentioned it stiffblade.com. Uh, there's a bunch of other great talent up there too. I know Masha, Robert Martyr, they have uh, t-shirts up there. He also has a Patreon, patreon.com. Uh, slash death samurai and then only fans only fans.com uh, slash death samurai and then death samurai.com is the website for all things akira hello Nelly. yes and um you mentioned kid bandit and we just had kid bandit on um a few weeks ago and he's such a good kid like such a yes and uh but i want to i, I kind of want to focus on masha because you brought you brought her <laughs> up a bunch tonight in this interview I can't um, not, man. <laughs> I know. Listen, I hear you. I hear you. Um, how how proud are you, or how happy are you to see her on Impact week in, week out, just crushing people, and just seeing her now on this on this stage? I'm always like so. I've always been proud of her. We were friends. Um, going back to what I was saying of like I owe Deathmatch everything. Um, Masha and I became friends because of the roof jump that I did. Um, she's, she was in Japan at the time. And, you know, when I did that roof jump, it was like trending. It was everyone's flipping out over it. She saw it in Japan and she followed me and liked it. And we just started, I had messages like, Hey, thanks. Blah, blah, blah. And we just started talking and we became friends off that. Um, and we, we, you know, we talked, we shared each other. We talked about each other's back, like stories and whatnot. And, just about what we wanted to do with wrestling and her and I, you know, are very, 
we're 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 disgustingly similar in too many ways it it makes people sick um <laughs> especially in wrestling we we're very uh similar minded um and she's been doing it longer than me and but the fact that she's going out and she came back from japan and she is you know, she was on AEW. She was doing all this stuff, and this is when I, we were still friends. I was, I was proud of her then, and I am, I'm just as proud, if not even prouder now. The fact she's going to on Impact and she's having this Goldberg streak and she's killing people, and I, I love the fact that I get to go to Impact and I can just watch her kill people. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's like watching your significant other just murder someone and just be in the zone and doing what they do at their, at their best. It's nothing but gratifying to see. And the fact that now we're, you know, cause a place that we'd been wanting to work forever and we wanted to be names at and regulars at was GCW. And the fact that we're there now and we get to go to these places together and it's just, it's the best. I'm always proud of her. I'm her and speedball this weekend is going to be amazing. It's like she's going to kick ass. She's going to, get the shit kicked out of her. She's going to kick the shit out of speedball back. And I will, and you know, people will like, will always tweet about it. Like, Oh, he's so proud of him. Like, yeah, man, who, what kind of asshole boyfriend would I be if I wasn't proud of my girlfriend? You know, she's one of the best on the independence. She is one of the best in impact, not even as a, as a women's wrestler. She's one of the best wrestlers, period. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm fucking proud of her. Goddamn right, brother. Um, and she's just as proud of me. She shares my stuff. She's always telling people like how much work I put in, how much I'm studying, how much I'm working on stuff for b- both of us when it comes to merchandise. Like it's, and it's just really gratifying to see her, even her, like her peers at impact. Like they know me and they acknowledge me and like hearing that they, even they think that my stuff's gotten a lot better in comparison to 2020 when I, was still a young kid you know like i it's been it's been crazy the transition from me in 2020 being like this young bright-eyed kid who just jumped into infamy to me now it i i even look completely different it's and it's all it's all due to her man like it's due to her and the fact that she was willing to help me and the fact that i was willing to put in the work Okay, so now I gotta ask. Uh, you were you worked ICW No Holds Barred uh, yesterday in Massachusetts, and you were there for Casey and Brandon. Uh, people aren't stupid; they're the Kirks. They're married. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other, and I understand Casey had a pretty, pretty uh, serious laceration inside her lip. Uh, would you ever uh, wrestle Masha like in a death match? I mean, I did. At ICW, <laughs> uh, coincidentally enough, so uh, because of ICW, we became friends. We met for the first time at the Boardwalk Buds show. Um, Get out of here! Yeah, that's that's you had we, something to do with that. Yeah, that's when we uh, first actually met, and uh, we kind of hung out. And that's you know, I just I went through a breakup at the time, but I wasn't even thinking about you know, dating at the moment, but we were just hanging out and being friends. And it was, just, it was like, Oh my God, you're someone I've been talking to for about a year. I'm finally meeting you. And then fight club came and we were like joined at the hip. And, uh, we, then we did the, uh, the pit fighter match and we didn't have any glass, but I still think we, it, it, without the glass, we still had one of the gnarliest death matches, um, 
ever. You know, people were making brain damage and moxie comparisons, for God's sakes, from some of the crap we were doing. It was brutal. But, you know, I wasn't there for Casey and Brandon, but I know they went out there and they kicked ass, you know, despite me being vehemently fucked the Kirks. And her being vehemently fucked the Kirks. Right. But, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know what? Fuck Brandon. Casey's okay, but fuck Brandon. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, K- Casey gave me a nickname. Like, we're cool. It's Brandon. Brandon's the one who's the sleazeball. We all know that, though. Um, so you, but, you, you, did the, you did the Pit Fighter show? Which, which night? Uh, it was the recent one in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, okay, never mind. All right. I thought, uh, we, I thought we were still talking AC. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we uh, – Mosh and I did that in February or I think it was March and it was 13 minutes of insanity power saws gussets some of the hardest kicks and chops you've ever seen uh, she punched me in the head and I just like hockey slapped her back and is there like, like a, is there like a do you guys like sit down with each other beforehand and be like look Remember that time you, you fucking left the empty container of milk in the refrigerator and I didn't say anything? <laughs> no, um, we, we went into that match and we were like, hey, this is what it's going to be. Like, we, when we got in the ring, we weren't a couple. Um, we were person, person fighting. That's how it is. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. And, but with, with her, especially, um, you know, you say you hit your friends harder than you do other people. Well, it turns out you hit your girlfriend and your, your girlfriend hit your boyfriend uh, just as hard, if not harder than anybody else. Um, because we were just blasting each other with crap. It was pretty gnarly. Um, but we just, that's just part of the game, you know, and that's the style that we love. We love, we love a fight. We love a big fight feel. And if you go back and watch that uh, match from the Pit Fighter X, Big fight feel, man. The fans were like slamming against the cage. It was wild. It was almost like a hockey fight. And the fact that we had the cute little thing at the end was just a perfect uh, way to, you know, put a bow on it. And but would I do a rematch with her? Yeah, I'd wrestle Masha any day of the week. I, would, I mean, you know, she's my girlfriend. If, me saying no, I wouldn't wrestle her. Like, is me for grounds for getting for sleeping on the couch? Come on now. Right. <laughs> um, but, Understandable. But, I'd be, I'd be she, horrified that I would hurt my wife. Because she would literally kill me at home in my sleep. No, no. Um, it, it, it's more of like, hey, we're gonna go out there hurt each other, and we will uh, nurse our wounds together afterwards. We know what we're doing when we get into it, and we just we we went out swinging. Um, but would I do like light tubes and stuff with her? Yeah, I like seriously. I'd wrestle her any day of the week. I would wrestle her before a lot of other people. She's she's so good, um, and honestly. Like we could probably go out there and not talk about anything and just do it. Um, and it's just, it's great being with someone who in and out of the ring, you have like the greatest chemistry with in the world, even as a tag team, like we've never really practiced anything. And you watch that match we had against uh, Brandon and Marcus at ETU and we're just clicking. We're just like, bang, 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 bang. Things are just going off. Which is another thing we want to do is we want to be, um, you know, we want to go out and, and be tag team of the year. Uh, because I don't think there's enough actual serious tag teams out there. And what's better than uh, two superpowers coming together and becoming one of the best tag teams on the indies? Uh, so you mentioned the term hockey fight a, a lot in this episode. So are you a, you're a hockey hockey fan or, or what? Um, I've always liked hockey. Um, I like going to hockey, hockey uh, games. Um, and I'm 
Darren McCarty and I are really tight and pretty and really cool. Uh, Darren's done a lot to um, keep me mobile with a lot of the stuff that he provides. Um, but I, I do love hockey, and I love uh, I, I love I love the nature of it. It's it's one of the sports where I, uh, when you actually go to it, you're getting action no matter what, even if they're they're fighting or not. Do you have a favorite team? Uh, Blackhawks. <laughs> there you go. This guy. Listen, I, born and raised. It's like me being a Yankees fan. People will give me crap, and I'm like, listen, man, I'm I'm born and raised a Yankees fan. You can't can't hate me for something I was I was in, like indoctrined into at yep. the age of one. Okay, yep. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Yankee fan too. So you got a fan here. So you're all good. All good. They're good because I'm like, so many people give me like the dirtiest look, and they're like, you're just a bandwagoner. And I was like, I had like baby pictures of me in Yankees gear. Come on. Here's how you respond to that. You're like, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've just been a fan. I've been a fan since 1996. I've been a fan since 93. I've been a fan since 93 when I was born. There you go. Uh, you're you're on an undefeated streak in 2022 in OPW, uh, and after this weekend, uh, Kid Osborne unfortunately retained against Matt Tremont. Uh, are, you, are your sights set on the OPW championship? Wait, I have I have a couple of titles in my eyes. Um, obviously, the American Deathmatch Championship is one. Um, I've I've been working for it. I'm getting closer and closer. It's just, it's faded my grasp barely. Um, that one, the, uh, the on point strap, especially because like, I'm not here without on point. Um, and what I want to do, especially moving out East is be on points guy. Um, and it's, I'm kind of in that vein already. It's just eventually, um, I'm going to go eye to eye with a certain kid Osborne and I'm going to kick the absolute shit out of him. And when I grab that thing, that is mine. Um, because I'm leading something new. And I think it's for on point, it's necessary uh, to have a champion, a champion like me. And then obviously there is the ultraviolet title at GCW that is always on my eye. And the final one is the IAWTV championship. And I, if you, if anybody watched the Killer Be Killed show um, that happened two weeks ago, where I beat Adam Priest in a hellacious technical main event, I say I stated my claim, and I said that it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but someday soon, I'm coming for that title, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to rep it across the world in regular matches and in death matches because. In terms of the independent scene in the last couple of years, death matches are what were the backbone and were the spine of the entire, uh, you know, core of it. So that's kind of been my mission statement, uh, you know, was to prove that death matches are the best and taking that IWTV strap and holding it and a couple of other ones at the exact same time is just icing on the cake. Would, uh, would all that, would all that uh, hardware be a pain in the ass to travel with? Now I have the dog carry it. <laughs> Does the dog know that? The dog doesn't have a choice. Okay, that dog has free rent. Okay, it'll either be the dog or it'll be my roommate or you know uh, I'll somehow get Masha to carry it all. You know, <laughs> don't get me in trouble. 
You've talked about her enough tonight. She's going to listen, so she's going to hear. <laughs> she's gonna be like, "I'm absolutely not doing that," and I'm gonna be like, "Please, awesome. please hold all my belts." <laughs> You're back in Jersey this Friday night. Uh, unfortunately, sorry, Jersey's we live Jersey's in Jersey, best. and you're not in the good. You're not in the good part. You're in fucking gross South Jersey. Those people are like kissing cousins down there. Um, oh, Jesus, I fucking Bruh. hate South South Jersey. Philadelphia is like the bane of my existence. Those <laughs> uh, but you're working H2O uh, and you're taking on Austin Luke uh, for Death Wave. You mentioned it before. Um, tell, talk to us a little bit about H2O, H2O uh, because that's been a huge staple here too in the Northeast and New Jersey for, for, uh, for guys like yourself. So that building itself, like I'm, I've always considered myself a part of H2O just because on point ran there. And I've, I know essentially everybody on the roster of H2O. Um, I'd, I'd consider them extended family at this point. Um, but H2O was also some, a place that was and is pivotal in the COVID era when it came to uh, H2O versus 440, uh, the stuff with Matt, you know, and Matt and I are kind of interlinked forever at this point um, just from our match that we had and H2O is doing something that I wish a lot of other independent uh, promotions would. And that is actual congressive storylines and pushing it to the forefront. You know, they were doing that with the 440 story. They wrapped it up and then um, they, they take that, momentum and they push it on to the students you know and now you've got you know the little emo kids of kennedy austin and the goof troop beneath them was it mouse and uh, the two tag team dummies uh who i don't even know their names and i love what they do mosh and i love what they do and one thing i want to do when i after I move out there is do more storylines. Cause not only is that better for me because I've never really had that kind of uh, format done, pushed upon me before, you know, with storylines and something to actually sink your teeth into. Um, but it's also something fun for her because once again, there's not many independents that are actually doing that. The one time she gets gruesome storylines is on TV and it's, it's going to be something different for me and I'm excited to be there and to help H2O keep, going strong because now we're having an influx of new talent and we're not coming there for a quick spell. We're there for the long haul. And I've known Austin Luke for a long time, essentially since I was at on point in 2019. And I watched that kid grow. I've watched Marcus grow. I watched all these people grow. And Austin was always someone that, you know, caught my interest, picked my eye because Austin and I have a very similar kind of background, a similar kind of wrestling style. Well, obviously there's little differences here and there, but the similarities are still there. And I've seen Austin ever since the destiny show return on Marcus go from someone who could have been a bright eyed, you know, face on the, on the East coast scene to being one of the like most sadistic yet like, ironically emo kids at h2o where he's going out and he's beating the absolute piss out of people but like me personally i feel no fear from him because i'm like you're just a little kid having a temper tantrum 
And I've watched him do all these wrongs to people that I like, what he did to Marcus twice, what he did to Chondo, what he's done to people. And then the icing on the cake was him talking shit to my old lady, saying that just, you know, incentivized me to come to H2O and let him know that Judgment Day is coming. I'm not coming just for that incident of what he did to, to uh, my significant other. I'm coming for all the shit he's done to everyone. I'm coming to haunt his ass. I'm going to be a specter out of the corner of his eye that he's never going to get away from. And this Friday, I'm going to kick the dog shit out of him. I'm going to drag him. And in the middle of the ring, I'm going to choke him out. And no one's going to be able to help him. Because not many other people have been able to hang with him in the ring. I love Marcus to death, but he's no ring technician. Love it. I'm everything Austin Luke pretends to be. There it is. And Friday, oh. his reckoning comes. Scorching. Love it. That's some intense shit. I love it. Um, well, now I'm looking forward to it. Too bad. I, Jesus. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. No, no, it's intense. <laughs> really intense stuff right there. Yeah, I'm also becoming a promo guy, apparently. Um, I've got a, a couple ones recently that people were, like, shocked. Because a voice for such a thing. Um, and it's it tends to be more the real. And when I really feel it, then I can just go. And I'm actually going to be releasing something similar to that uh, in the next coming days regarding Austin. But that is the story of this weekend is justice. And that is, I'm an individual that believes in justice wholeheartedly. Nice. And if you can't be in Williamstown, New Jersey, Friday night, uh, check it out. It'll be on indie wrestling, uh, IWTV. Uh, so you, you pop down a couple ducats, have a couple of the boys over and you can watch, uh, uh, Akira hand uh, Austin Luke's ass on a platter, silver platter. Uh, Akira, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, when you become like the biggest wrestling superstar in the world, please remember to come back and hang out with us because uh, this has been an absolute blast tonight. Uh, and I think we've only scratched the surface. And when you get to the East Coast here, we're we're right outside of New York, so maybe we do like a like an in studio thing. I don't know. Oh sure. I'm down. I don't care. <laughs> nice. We can make Masha drive. It's a, you're good. Yeah, well, we'll bring the whole family over, you know? <laughs> bring the dog. Bring the dog. And the guinea pigs. I don't know. Why. No, we're doing it. Verbal contract. I was in with the dog, but the guinea pigs, that sounds like a lot. Oh, oh no. Masha wants to get like a whole like little carrier thing and bring them everywhere. She's obsessed with them. I would not let a single guinea pig near Tony. They're so sweet, though. Like, they're like, they're, there's absolutely not a thought in their brains. They're like the most empty eyed, cute little things in the world. <laughs> that is why Tony would Richard Gear that little son of a bitch. Really? Oh, Jesus Christ. You, for the ass <laughs> I, you love the butt stuff, so I, I get it. I love the butt stuff. You, lo- you love Taguchi. You love the butt stuff. <laughs> he got you there, man. He pegged you. <laughs> he pegged you. Almost literally. Yeah. You're you've been pegged, son. Thanks. <laughs> Me and my butthole. At thank the you. Way on social media, uh stiffblade.com to grab some uh t-shirts, patreon.com slash death samurai, uh onlyfans.com 
uh, slash death samurai and death samurai.com. Akira, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I hope we made this uh, ride home from uh, picking up your car a little less painful. I'm literally almost home now. So thank you guys. <laughs> I made it a blast. <laughs> thank you for your time. Anything you want to leave uh, uh, the listeners with, the fans of Akira, before we let you uh, sign off? Um, thank you all for the support. Thank you for um, believing in me. I appreciate, I sincerely do appreciate every single one of you. Uh, and when you guys support the Twitch and you support the Patreon, it helps me live my dream. Uh, it gets me closer to really living my dream, which is doing this full time. Um, because that's all I want to do is entertain you all, whether it's in the ring, out of the ring. And I want to live my best life with the woman I love. So thank you all. And just so you know, we have a nice track record here. All of our past guests have blown up like a couple weeks after they've joined the show. So <laughs> get ready, buddy. Who with Kid Bandit? Uh, Billy Starks, dude. I, I've, people have already said I've blown up. I'm like, how much more can I blow up? But we'll see. <laughs> well, you're in like, shape now, so you won't blow up. Oh <laughs> gosh, <laughs> yes. There you go. Fair, fair, true, but fair. Akira, it's been a pleasure, man. Safe travels the rest of the way home. We'll talk soon. We'd love to get you back in the future. Always. I'm always for you guys. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for what you do. Thank well, you, Akira. Thank you, Mr. Akira. What a good a guy, dude. Ah, such a good dude. And I remember. I remember that AC show I and mean, his match, and it was so funny. But there was a lot of wrestling in that match too, and there's a lot of death stuff in that match too. And it was just it, he, like they literally he literally hit all three like components. There was a comedy in there, there was violence in there, and there was wrestling in there. So I remember watching that match and talking to him afterwards. And and uh, well, I don't really remember talking to him afterwards, but I know I did. And uh, <laughs> it was just uh, it was just a hell of a time. He's a great talent. I appreciate him. You know, I know he had a shitty day with the travel. I appreciate him still, uh, still coming through and doing the 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 interview and the car ride. So, props to Akira. Make sure you guys give him a follow out there. Uh, that was a great, yeah, uh, chat. Time, it was fun. It was a good time, and I'm glad that he's doing big things with GCW. I hope he continues to do that because GCW, like we've said many times on the show, might as well be called the number three promotion. So that's big. So and he's he's staying loyal to the to the promotions that built him too so got it nothing not to love about that guy and tony he's got gerbils yeah in my ass wonderful thanks for that wait so matt did you confuse gerbils and guinea pigs it's all the same yeah the guinea pigs are huge yeah okay all right all right all right picture tony sent us tony's got a giant asshole that that wasn't real was it no it wasn't mine it was my kids what get out of here swear to god dude what? what? Wait! You... I thought you just pulled it off like the internet, like Google or something. No, nah, man. Why? We got a friend of ours. <laughs> you like... need help. I'm. I'm. I need to take a break. Uh, I got it. So wait. Okay. So that was his. Is that his photography or did you? Oh no, he ran in. He was proud of that sucker. He ran in to tell you, and then you took the photo. No, he took the photo and said, "Look at this bad boy." See, I got a friend of mine who, like, we we always send like pictures back and forth, and and the kids are a great source of entertainment. So, but was wow. like, hey, look what so and so did today. It's like, whoa, we got to frame that and put it on the wall. <laughs> All right, my man. <laughs> who are these friends? And all of you need to see these are the friends that you guys said an hour and four fifteen that you minutes didn't ago have. that I didn't have. Yep, no. this is the championship committee. This is what they do with the championship. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's how they. That's how they pick the next. Can you beat that challenger? Whoever took the biggest shit. Matt, it's a champion shit committee. 
<laughs> I like that. That was clever, Kevin. Thank you. Holy You're shit. Here all week. Um, where, where do we go from here, fellers? Can to I just bathroom, say, can to I the just, bathroom? Yeah, can I just say, listen to all the shows on the network? I have no Absolute, idea what's on Absolutely, Tony. Absolutely, you can. Okay, listen to all the shows on the network. The people that are still doing episodes of stuff are still doing a great job. I don't know what happened to Radioactive Metal. They're supposed to have their 700th episode this weekend, and I wow. guess, I guess Snowy fell asleep behind the wheel because that never happened. Uh, All those great uh, shows are available over at the Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Be sure to check it out. Shining Wizards. I know Turnbuckle Throwbacks, uh, Phil and Jay had a uh, another episode this week. And uh, who else? Uh, Inclusive Breakdown is back. They took off Mother's Day week last week. And their top 10 is uh, people you want to send into outer space. People who would probably not want to be on the planet anymore, according to yourself. So it was an interesting top 10 this week. And, uh, yeah, Matt didn't do the fucking Mark Order podcast this week. Bro, so. I was at a, I was working at a hospital event from 1 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And the show started at 10.15. And it actually ended in, wait, like, wait, an wait, hour wait, and wait. a half. It was, like, an actually uh, a nice condensed version of the Mark Order podcast. Now, no, without being disrespectful, because I know people work at hospitals all the time, but what kind, like, 24 hours a day. But what event starts at 1 a.m.? Was it for the night shift? Yeah, it was for people? the overnight people. Okay, fair enough. It was in New Brunswick, so I had to leave at like 11 o'clock to go down there and get set up. So uh, I didn't, and I worked earlier in the day. Uh, I worked the event for the afternoon hospital thing. So I came home and I took a nap instead of watching Dynamite so I would not die driving the pizza truck. That's, you know, that's nice. That's a good, it's a good thing that they, they, that you guys did that for them. You don't have to explain anything to me. No, no, I do because you're gonna bust my fucking <laughs> no, balls about it. Not you. I was, I was asking about the one that fucking the, gerbil boy over here. Uh, Ger- yeah. I thought they were guinea pigs. Whatever, they're furry little things you stick in your asshole. <laughs> Maybe in your asshole. Nothing asshole. goes in my butthole. Nothing as a whole. As a whole. No, as a whole, this conversation no is frightening. Butt stuff here. Then why is it butt stuff for me? Because you are a freakazoid. Yeah, because no, you and Louie. I, I, yeah, me and Louie. This is what we yeah. do. We get, we get out the drill, though. You, you put, I put four in my search bar, and it brings me to F. Uh, it brings me to Meltzer's website. Yeah. You put four in your search bar, and it goes to 4chan. 4chan, baby. Gross. So that's why you get butt stuff. That's right. Goatsy for life. Yeah, see, goatsy for life. That kind of <laughs> I don't like All it. right, let's take a minute here. Yeah. Oh right. God! Let's uh, let's 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 shout out our friends over at our Patreon. Um, since we're not doing a real commercial break, but I know Kevin wants to get a drink and Tony needs to take a pee. Um, we have a Patreon, uh, and it's over at Patreon.com/slash Wizards Podcast. And for as little as one dollar a month, you, yes, you, the wonderful listener, can support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. That one dollar a month gets you mentioned on this. Show uh, three dollars a month gets you a mention, and the bonus episodes five dollars a month gets you everything at the one and three dollar tier. Plus, we will plug your socials uh, ten dollars and twenty dollars gets you boxes of wizardry, uh, minimums three months. So, I think you can still get in on one more box if you're a new subscriber. Those are going away in July. We're reworking all the tiers to give you more and get you involved. As a fan of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, we want to make it more interactive for you, the fan. So we're working on a couple of fun new things. Uh, and, of course, we're still going to do giveaways and 
and prizes and all sorts of fun shit. Uh, but we're just going to tweak it so uh, you're more involved and it gives every everyone everyone that supports the Wizards uh, gets a shot at winning some cool shit. So at this time, we want to thank those that support us. Uh, of course, we can't do this without Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. She's been with us since the very beginning, uh, and she's been gracious uh, with supporting us on Patreon. So, Kathy, thank you so much. I know once in a while she pops up on Facebook or in the chat to say hello. Uh, Manny Kratzo. Uh, he's also a day one-ish guy, uh, the king of the wizards. He's over there in Austria. He keeps us hot on the Apple Podcasts uh, top whatever, 100. We always show up in the Austria top 100. So shout out to my man, Kratzo. Uh, Danny Rusinello at not Danny Russ. Um, him and his brother, Anthony Rusinello, uh, have been with us for a very long time. And Anthony even got the Shining Wizards sign on Monday Night Raw many many moons ago they've been great supporters and great friends uh sean toe sean Calejo, both fantastic boys they've been with us for a very long time kate the great hensler at miss kate fabe she's doing the mark order podcast she's doing sour graps she's doing the smackdown oh my god sorry my stupid siri on my apple watch just activated uh kate's doing mark order podcast she's doing sour graps she's doing the smackdown rampage fightful post show at miss kate fabe uh i don't know if she's activated her twitter yet because you uh because there's fucking people out there not you people listening but there's fucking scumbag dirtbag people that like to send nasty dms and those people can go fuck themselves also happy belated birthday kate i hope you had a great time um macarifo no relationship to the kjg maddie mellinger Christine Friesendorf, the other half of the Sign Girls. She's an OG with Kathy Hummer. Uh, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. I met Tony, I could see you. You can't see Tony, but I can. He had a, a, a face full of some kind of delicious cookie and drink. I didn't think he was going to get that out there. Uh, Kenny Hossey, the horsey. Kenny Hossey, the Scotch drinks for. He's been with us for a very long time. Shout out to him. Jay Cop, Big Cop of Pump, the only uh, thing worth listening to on that show, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. What is this? cat on um thomas cops the mod spock at high five tom he's doing uh the ring of honor uh revelry and marking out and he had our very own kjg on the show oh, uh, the other night so definitely such a great time uh at high five tom uh michael hammond matthew birch uh braden bergen at bergen berg xr zero he's the lebron james of mattel elite figure collecting brendan haney carrie cowling at the Carry Crush, uh, Ryan Schlong over at the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod. Make sure you're following all these people on social media. They're excellent people. Asian Joe, uh, David Ham, David Henry Bauer the Third is Pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at Harvest Man Records eight fifty six dot Bandcamp dot com backslash music bitches. Get on that shit. Props to him. I believe he is moving to Austin, Texas. Uh, he's super excited about that. So. Um, we got some people in the discord who live out over in Texas and, uh, man, they're already trying to, trying to connect and go to wrestling shows. And it's a fucking beautiful thing. Uh, Mike Peterson at LOL, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey. Uh, I dunk biscuits over there in the UK. Uh, the daily smart, the daily smart.com at the daily smart on social media. They help you find the latest wrestling news along with up to the minute daily podcast. Don't forget. We deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop uh my man roll and last but certainly not least the one the only mr will you mercier 
Jr. Lives are gonna be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. And now it is my turn to go grab a delicious adult beverage. That's right. And then we could get into some 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 wrestling, wrestling. talk. Wrestling talk, baby. And talk about the wrestling. Tony, what do you got there? A rice cake? Hell yeah, son. <laughs> Eating a rice cake. What a good guy. What a good feller. I have to get enough fiber in my diet so my asshole expands enough. Now, is that is that a salted rice cake or an unsalted rice cake? Oh, no, it's plain. So it's just the rice cake. Um, I could read the bag. Yeah, go for it. Oh. Let's talk. Yeah, read. Let's read the ingredient label in rice cakes. Lightly salted. Yeah, that's where they get you. What salt? Yeah. Mm-mm. Good. No, no. Listen, rice cakes are delicious. Sm- Love them. Smear some peanut butter on there. They help me expand my butthole, so I get so, them gerbils in there. All right. So Matt's gone. So you, we don't have to talk about that. Hey, but the people want to know. No, they don't. Um, Come on, what, somebody. What, what's out in that? What's in the glass? Know. Is that apple cider? Uh, no, it's uh, iced tea. Looks like apple cider. I know it's a little thick and creamy, right? And don't get me wrong, I like drinking thick and creamy drinks. But all right, Tony, know. again, what? We could stop with that. Hey, I got. Wait, ask- is that like is that like iced tea out of like a a like a convenience like a shop, right? Or is did you make it yourself? No, no, no. That's that's in the jug. Oh, so it's like a. Ugh. What like a what's a Lipton or a... uh no Turkey Hill, Turkey Hill I said yeah so there there's plenty of sugar in that bad boy. Well, it's the diet version, so it's like the the stuff that gives you. So like, it's it's you know... a lightly salted iced tea. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there you go. So I had to explain to uh I did oh I left the freezer open. Um, wait what? I left the freezer door open. So go close it. I well I wait till Mac gets back and then I'll do it. Oh, um, he's back. Look at this. Uh, yeah. So I what, you got a slice of pizza. No, I left the freezer door open. So, uh, but I, I had to explain to 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 Milwaukee Tom, the Motzbach, uh, where the William Mercier Jr. tagline came. I from. was just going to ask you. Yes. So uh, he didn't know, and um, and he was like, he just thought it was just some random thing that I did. But I had to explain to him about Will uh, Will and Mercy, and how it was in the tone of uh, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be. In William Marcia Jr.'s hands, you know what I mean. It was just too kismet. The name sounded too similar for me not to to not do it. All right, so I got to ask you a question, right? So right. I listened. Maybe I, listened, or I for you. Right. I listened oh, to how long uh, is it? Because like I said, my freezer door is definitely open. All right, well then go close the door. I'm gonna close the freezer door and then come right back. And I can't wait for this question. Okay. Why did he leave his freezer door open? Uh, he wanted to do his chili willy impression. I don't know. He's getting out of the freezer. I don't know. Wasn't he complaining? He's always cold. He's opening a freezer. I don't know. He's in a hoodie. He's always in a hoodie, though. That's a good point. Look at him. Look at him arms on him. Wow. Oh, what's he doing? Picking his balls? What the hell did he yeah, just do? Maybe. Mm. Rice cakes are good. What'd you get? A slice of pizza? Yeah, a slice of cold pizza from yesterday. Cold oh. pizza, baby. Cold white, pizza. Is that white? Is that white pizza? It is. That's good shit, man. That's good. Delightful. Nice. All right, T Donk, hit me. Okay, so uh Phil Ray has got beef with you, buddy. I don't know if you heard. What did I but, say? Uh, 
No, not it's not what you said. It's what you didn't say because apparently he's been trying to get you on turnbuckle throwbacks for five years, and all of a sudden Milwaukee Tom comes along and has a show for like three weeks, and you do his show. No, here's the thing with freaking <laughs> Phil. You know what I'm gonna call him? No follow up, Phil, because he doesn't follow up. And then the one time I agreed to do the show, I got unbooked. This like is a true for a fucking kid or something like that. This is true. I remember that. So there's some. Freaking Phil, go take a walk. Get your get your fat fingers yeah. out of your ass. So wait, he's ta- he's ta- he's ta- he's was this a, a private DM? Is this a no, uh, no? This this was on the turnbuckle throwbacks this week. He's like he's like I don't uh, know, man. That Kevin, he's so like you, uh, so so you heard it. He's like Mod Spock has a show for three weeks, and Kevin's happy to join in. He goes, I've been trying to get him for five years, and he blows me off. That's he, he's got to be joking because that's that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, he's probably joking. Probably get him, Kev. Get him. Yeah, get him. Get, no follow up, Phil. Don't books me for a show and then that then bumps me for a freaking kid. You know what? I'm 90% breaking Kevin's balls on this, but he he's telling the truth. He he was booked, he was ready to do the show, and Phil was just like, Yeah, who the fuck is Kevin? and just blew him off. Yeah, it's fucking jerk off. Wow. Yeah. Come I mean, I'm just here. saying. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a fallacy. <clears throat> it's not true. Oh. If well, he, when if it, he when it comes to you right now, I would say, Phil, set it up. I'm in. But then I'd be nervous. Listen, book me once. Sure. You know, shame. <laughs> I'm book, book me twice. I might ask for some money this time. You might have to. I, but I, then I again, want, the, the last what do you call that? They... What do you, a deposit. I need a deposit. Yeah, but the last guy they paid for an appearance never showed up. Remember that one? He yeah. was he was just too cool. What? Ah, that was so bad. Yeah, where where <laughs> put that one back in the pocket, man? Was it my best just incredible impersonation? Is that it wasn't what... terrible? I'll give it a four. Do, do do the hand thing again. Do the mo- do the just too. <laughs> All right, that, that that takes it up to a five. Yeah, yeah. All right, I forgive you. That's I'm it. I'm not just the coolest. I'm not just the greatest. I'm just gonna take your money and not do your show. So wait, did you say? Did you mistakenly say I'm just too cool? Is that or is that something that he said? No, no I'm sure that's something that he said when he was in ECW. It probably wasn't. I don't think so. If I think I that Matt just made that. It's very possible. I could have made it up. I don't fucking know. Matt's showing off the guns tonight, people. For those watching in uh swarm. And can I can I just put this out there? Uh, no, Mister Freeds, we do not have a Shining Wizards only fans. Uh, I'd be thrilled to have one started. If no, you he asked send us. This is a Shining Wizards only. Fan. Oh, is this? No, yeah. but if we could always start one up. We we'll we'll, we'll take ideas. If we'll you're not a Patreon, please donate because Tony can't see worth a fuck. So we got to get him new glasses. No, it's not that. My glasses are fine. I can couldn't see. read that for shit. Well, I mean, I can't read. I mean, it doesn't mean I can't see. And, um, like you know how to talk, but you can't speak. I mean, that's know. a great. You know what? Yeah, but I never claimed to be a talker. <laughs> no, I only host two podcasts. Me talk. Three. Oh wait, three podcasts. Yeah, that's uh, right. How's British Gavin or whatever his name is? His name is Grammy. Grammy. Kieran. Kieran. We did, one, we did the one show. It dropped on Tuesday morning. It dropped. Dropped. Look at this My guy. testicles dropped when Look I turned eleven. The tentacles. <laughs> did you guys check it out? Yes. No, I didn't know. I didn't know it dropped. <clears throat> you never told me it dropped. This guy, fucking unbelievable. What? You never said it. You, you didn't mention it. 
in the in the text. I don't know if you mentioned it last week. I, then I apologize. No, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to pat myself on the back. Oh come on, dude! No, but you what? plugged, you plugged the show. But you put it out in the Discord. I tweeted it. I did not see that tweet. I tweeted it out there. I don't see any tweets anymore. Yeah, I know you and the committee. So great. So uh, it's all over there on the fightful uh, YouTube. Fightful overbooked. Uh, uh, this well, now we got to check. I got to see how many views this bad boy's got. Uh, we previewed. Uh, Jesus Christ. We, uh, talked about uh, wrestling Don Taku and we previewed best of the super juniors. And I'll be co- recording another episode next Monday. When does that start, by the way? The super juniors? That's got to be coming that up. That right? started uh, yesterday. <clears throat> oh, look at yesterday, me. Yesterday. Best of the super juniors started yesterday. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about the New Japan show. So I'll take it. So I do three podcasts, and I can't speak the English language. All right. Since we're talking about New Japan, put up the New Japan thing, because I got to ask yeah, you Yeah, I'm on it, boss. <clears throat> um, I understand that my fuckboy might be causing some problems for New Japan. Is, is, this, is this rumor in you, innuendo? I mean, are these translations correct? Uh, I don't think it's him that's causing the problem. I think it's the, the whoever was the lead. As you like to say, the liaison, Ooh. who uh, uh, I believe. Uh, so you're talking about Kota Ibushi, <clears throat> yes. And he made an appearance at a Takamichinoku show, uh, just tap out show on May 4th, and it was not approved by someone named Kikuchi. Kikuchi. I don't know. Bill. I don't know what it his... wasn't approved by Bill. So all these. Uh, Abushi released all these texts on Twitter and people yeah. went through and they uh, translated them. Voices of Wrestling was one of the Twitter accounts. And I don't think I have it in my notes here of who the other one was. And that's on me. So I but apologize what, but, if I. But what's the gist of what Abushi was putting out there? Like, what So was he the... went. He did not ask for permission. He went to this Just Tap Out show. This person, Kikuchi, then apparently texted him and had a problem with it and threatened to to fire him from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So Coochie Koo is in charge of New Japan. Rock and He's roll not. This, is, this person is not in charge. This I don't know. Who is this person? The special advisor to New Japan. <laughs> he's on the committee. He's on the committee, clearly. He, he, so he's the he's a silent partner. Abushi has problems with upper management that are significant. Gato is trying to smooth him out, but it's not settled. Uh, he was upset that he got rushed back too soon. He was upset that he was um, set to return and then pulled out of the New Japan Cup. Uh, he's just not He's not happy. He's not happy with this. I think the thing that upset him the most was that um, they threatened to, to this person threatened to fire him from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I don't think he has the authority. Let me just go in our Discord because someone definitely posted it in there and I can find it. So so do you think this is gonna lead to Abushi leaving New Japan? Like is this is this a complete possibility? I don't know. And if Abushi leaves New Japan, is he gonna go back to some place like DDT or is this Tony Khan makes a big move to get the Golden Lovers back together? Because I think, Ooh. regardless of what the relationship is with New Japan, Tony Khan would be crazy not to sign Ibushi. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. If he's available, you snag him. Yeah, I think the two things would be totally mutually exclusive. <clears throat> Even though they're doing the relationship with New, but now here's the thing: if New Japan and Coochie Koo are trying to fire Abushi, and Abushi and Tony Khan signs Abushi, would that make New Japan not want to work with? AEW? You know, you know what? For for the sake of a few fantasy dream matches, I say yes. I say Tony Khan signs Ibushi and takes the risk. You no, 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 no. I'm I, I, I. There's no doubt in my mind that I believe Tony Khan would sign Ibushi. But now, would New Japan be like see that as a slap in the face? And you know what? Probably, maybe, and even if they did, who cares? You have to sign Ibushi. You no, have I, to. that's not that's not what I'm saying, Tony. Oh no, but but I'm answering your question. No, but would New Japan pull out of the agreement? Probably, and if they do, who cares? Okay, I, I, I like. Sorry, this guy's a huge free agent. You gotta sign him. Yeah, I can to. see him going to WWE. Even, even, even better, or even worse. I don't know. I would say, I, I'd, I'd say he'd probably fit more in AEW. Of but yeah, you're right. Every, everyone would fit more in AEW. Well, I actually heard, I actually heard somebody explain why Cody Rhodes is so big right now in WWE and why he was like not really accepted after a while in AEW. And I think it's because, and it made perfect sense. Cody Rhodes is more of a sports entertainer. Like Cody Rhodes, his entire gimmick, his entire thing is what WWE looks for in a star. And they also threw this out. Do we know if WWE knew what Roman Reigns' intentions were when they signed Cody Rhodes, is Cody Rhodes that next uh, that next star that they're going to push while Roman Reigns kind of like backs off, takes it easy, takes a lighter schedule? Well, that that's the thing. Roman Reigns is taking time off, and I remember, and he Cody mentioned it on, and I finished watching the Stone Cold Sessions or the Broken Skull with Cody. I watched the whole thing. I started. I haven't finished. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, so if you don't want me to say no, that, no, you, whatever, bring it um, up. Dude. So he basically said, like, I came back because I didn't want to be a gateway wrestler. Like anyone that came in, like Cody would be like the first guy and they would beat him. And then like, that wouldn't really help Cody. Like he didn't want to be that guy. But then he also said, I want to be, you know, WWE champion. Like I want that. And he pointed to the winged Eagle belt behind, behind it, behind him. Yeah. And, to me, like he, him saying that, I know a lot of people were skeptical about him possibly being WWE champion or the guy that beats Roman Reigns. But now that he said that in Austin's podcast and Roman, and while well, we've seen part-timers before, but now that Roman Reigns is said to be working a lighter schedule, I really don't see it being out of the realm of possibility where you have Cody being the one that dethrones the bloodline to thrust his own bloodline through new grounds and becoming the undisputed champion. Like I really, the more and more I think about it, the more I think that's a possibility. Like, I don't think it's going back. If they go back to Brock again, or it, then forget, like, what are you doing? I'll never watch WWE again. If they go from Roman to Brock again, ever. No, I, do, I do. I do like the possibilities of Cody Rhodes winning that WWE championship. I really do. Like, I think it, it'd be awesome. It makes all the sense in the world right now to me. Like, if, if if all the stars seem to be aligning, if Roman is taking time off, Cody literally just said he wants to be WWE champion, which I guess is like, you know, 
obvious because you don't go to you don't wrestle if you don't want to be the champion. But yeah, the well, that's the that thing, it, and that's what Dusty always pushed for. Dusty yeah. said, if you don't want to be world champion, what are you doing in this business? So there's that that elements are 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 so right there. And I know that um you still have Orton that could be in there. You still have um uh God, who the hell was in that that, that six man? It was Orton Broski. McIntyre. So you have McIntyre. That's a possibility still. But I think that the stars are aligning for Cody to to be the next guy to beat Ro- to be the guy that that beats Roman. And dude, if he does, I'd be down for a Randy Orton dust. Uh, what you call Cody Rhodes feud? I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, eventually you got to figure Randy Orton's going to turn again at some point. And you've not, got maybe, maybe not on Riddle, but at some point he's going to be a bad guy again. Yeah, and you've got history there too. You could always play it up. Like, you know, Randy Orton was the guy that was like showing him the ropes, getting him yeah. into the business, you know, whatever the kind of nonsense you want to do with that. I'm digging the dude. Cody Rhodes is so far removed from like Arn Anderson, Brandy, you know, the MJF stuff. Like, like I really like, and I, and I agree with the person's assessment. So like, here's right here's, now. It's a perfect fit for Cody. And th- this actually ties into something that I wanted to bring up, but now it's like so perfect. I know it's a different company, but you remember how like hated Cody was by the AEW audience? Oh yeah. And now all of a sudden, like wrestling fans love him again. Uh-huh. And I know it's in a different company. But here's the thing about like, and we always insult like the majority of wrestling fans for being creepos and overcritical on this and that. But if you work hard enough and like you they'll let you back, they'll let you back up. Like, and I just noticed this when I watched, I forget what pay-per-view it was, but when John Cena came back after Roman Reigns won a match. And it was, I think it was like 2000, it was last year or maybe 2020, I forget. The crowd went nuts for John Cena. Oh, yeah. Absolutely nuts. And then John Cena was like, oh man, like I thought that I would get, you know, booed and and all this. Like if you stay at it and if you like, if they, wrestling fans might give you shit for a long time, but eventually the smart ones will know, like not like smart marks, but like the smart wrestling fans and the adult wrestling fans in the room. We'll appreciate you when you need to be appreciated. Yeah, well, it's also like uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Like, yeah, John Cena went away in the WWE. Kind of look well, before before Bloodline Roman Reigns. Like, yeah, Roman Reigns had that go away heat. But then again, but this yeah, is but like, like really this is real heat though. This is real heel heat. But yeah, then but again, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like before, before he came back at SummerSlam during the pandemic and speared the fiend and all that. But like, come on, man, we're what they have like a fucking haunted house match, the fiend and 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 somebody like some goofy pay per view. They're taking out Rey Mysterio Jr.'s eye with the fucking stare. Like, yeah, like like look, people hate it, love to hate John Cena, but you knew what you got out of John Cena, right? He was fucking gave you a pretty decent match and he entertained yeah. the shit out of you. And for a lot of the pandemic and, and maybe. You know, they had a little steam when McIntyre won the Rumble before the pandemic, but then you go into the pandemic and it was just, I it mean, was real flat shit. And then yeah. he came back at that SummerSlam and, and people were fucking happy to see John Cena. But you take a look, you take a look at Roman Reigns when they were first pushing him to the moon. You take a look at Hulk Hogan in WCW. Uh, you take a look at John Cena, you know, when he was Super Cena. A lot of these guys wind up getting that go away heat. I mean, you know, Cody Rhodes in AEW, they don't want to see him anymore because they're being forced down everyone's throat. And if you give him a chance to back off, you make him a little more human, 
then people are like, okay, this is the good shit. This is what we wanted all along. Was co- was was Cody being shoved down the throats or was, like yeah, more than anyone Cody, else? No, but Cody also had a lot of cheese going with him too. Like he always had to parade Brandy out. Uh, he always had uh, Arn Anderson out there who did fuck all except for talking to look at the fucking the 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 playbook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's also Cody Rhodes is a perfect example of something we saw growing up, right? Guys in one company don't necessarily translate into when Vader was in WCW and he was a monster heel. He translated over to the WWF, started great. But yeah. after that shit with Shawn Michaels, bro, his career is dog shit. Yeah, it happens a lot. You're absolutely right. Well, he was, I mean, I listened to these podcasts at nauseum and like it was just he did it to himself, according to all the people that were involved. So, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't help that you're put in that position and the guy you're working with is fucking calling you a fat piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Sean Michael, so Sean Michael's not wanting to work with him. Yes. I'm sure that had a whole lot to do with it. You're right. Sure. Of course. It's embarrassing. You're on fucking a paper, one of the biggest pay per views of the year. And he's fucking screaming at you. It's just like, you know, I think Sid's another example. Like, he was, he was always like, he was like always that close, right? Sid's fucking great. We talked about it when we did one of the ECW throwbacks and he was on the page. People go nuts for Sid. People went nuts for yeah. Sid when he beat Michaels at the Garden. Like, he's always that fucking close. And then he's like, I'm going to play softball. I'm going to stab you with some scissors. I'm going to grab yeah. a squeegee and fight you. I'm fucking out of here. Dude, at the end of the day, I think Vader would have loved to have Sid's career. Which is so, it seems like crazy to say because Vader did a lot of amazing stuff early on, but I feel like in the era where it was to to for the most money to be made, Sid made it. I think Vader would have loved to have been in that position to to be where Sid was. Sid, dude, Sid is a two time WWF champion. Yep. Yeah, he main evented two WrestleManias too. Main evented two WrestleManias. Vader never got main event WrestleMania money. Nope. No, no, but Matt makes a good point though. Sometimes the guys don't translate. I mean, look, WWE I think Vader in, could have though, but they bring in a tag team like the Steiners. The Steiners were destroying everybody in WCW. They had a decent enough run in WWF, but they yeah. didn't set the world on fire. It was like you know? what a year and a half tops. It was like look, ninety. It was ninety three, maybe late ninety two to ninety four. Look at Ric Flair. Ric Flair was what he was there for a year in ninety two. Had a great Royal Rumble appearance, won oh, the title. That's right. Good after good Rumble. Savage. He just like I've done. I'm at, I've had enough, and that was it. Look at Luger. They fucking pushed Luger to the moon with the fucking blessing and all that you, shit. You, you, you struck a chord in that. I'll, I'll tell you why. So, uh, and this is perfect. Great segue. <clears throat> so when I need to go to sleep, right? I will put on. I will put on like Alexa. older wrestling. And, and and it's I know what's going to happen. I've seen it before, whatever. So I'll put it on. And I fell asleep. So the other day when I had to do that, that late night thing, I put on SummerSlam 92 because we were talking about superstars. And I was like, let me just watch some of this. And I fucking fell asleep at some point. And then the Peacock kept playing. and I stopped it. And then yeah. Thursday was the same thing. I was I, I was up early Thursday and I had another late night gig. So I just let it run. And then when I woke up Thursday night, it was the fucking main event of SummerSlam 93. 
I, look, I don't know how long it's been since I fucking seen it, right? It's not a fucking five-star match. It's not fucking Masawa Kawada. It's not Kenny Omega Okada. It's fucking good. For what it is, it's good. It's fucking good. I remember the match, of course. Now imagine, it's- now imagine if Luger, at that big scene at the end with the Steiners, Tatanka, Macho Man, lifting him up, and imagine if Lex Luger just had the belt in his hand. Right. That fucking blows my mind. Then they play some weird fucking music video. Right. And then they go backstage where he's a confrontation with Ludwig Borga. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, this would have been so fucking good if he was the champion. If it was, I yeah. Don't, I, I can't. And I've listened to the podcast like Kevin and, and I, I just can't wrap my fucking head around it. Watching it fucking 30 years later, almost 30 years later, like, I thought it was a no-brainer. They yeah. fucking dropped balloons. The whole fucking place was decked out in red, white, and blue. Dude, let's take a look at who else they decided to put the championship on in that time. And if listen, I want to plug uh, the New Gen Pod with Chad, who also does Francine's podcast. New Gen Pod, great. But look at these other guys that have held the belt. Like you took a chance on on Big Daddy Cool Diesel, right? In '94, you're telling me that Big Daddy Cool had a better upside than Lex Luger in 93? Are you out of your bulls? Like, Bob Backlund in nine, in nine, before I'm Diesel. Cool. And listen, I love Bob Backlund. I loved heel Bob Backlund. Loved it. You took a chance on a 40-something-year-old Bob Backlund. Oh, it was three days, though. Come on. He was a transitional champion, dude. All right, that's fair. You know, that's a great point. But still. But I and I love. But you still I had him beat Bret Hart on a pay per view. Yeah, but crazy Bob Backlund was an awesome character. It was a great and that character. match. Was a great match. It was a great character. Great match. But why Bob Backlund and why not all USA Lex Luger? Like, why Come couldn't on. he have won the title at SummerSlam and just lost it back to Yokozuna at the Rumble and then have Bret just win the Rumble? Yeah, you they get the same result at WrestleMania ten. Exactly. You essentially him, did that, or just give him a chance but, to run with it. Why? Why not? Yeah, Maybe Matt, Yoko no, Matt, wins the Rumble again. Who knows? Matt's right. Matt's a hundred percent right, dude. I'm um, telling you, if you're listening to this and you have not watched, just watch, just watch the match, the SummerSlam '93 main. Bro, they bring out some dude to sing the Japanese an- national anthem. Macho Man comes out decked to the fucking nines in USA flag shit. Aaron Neville sings the fucking America the Beautiful. They, they were fucking going. They I. Literally, they fucking went all in on Lex Luger, and then it's a fucking count out. Yeah, yeah and Matt, shit, and here's the thing. they This was like almost a year built. This was from July 4th. I could say, so it's not a year. This is July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it did it not feel like that? Did it not yeah. feel like it was just such an epic build for this to happen and then just for it to not? And then not only that. He doesn't. He, the stipulation was if he loses, he can never challenge for the championship. Yeah. And then they give him another shot for Mania, and then they put the belt on Brett. Now, don't get me wrong. Love Brett. Big Brett guy. Brett was the the Mayatza. He was the the stirrer of the drink. And um, but like why like why even involve Luger in that situation? The flip the coin match where Luger has to like. And it know, was fight. Uh, Brett has to fight Owen first. And again, we got a great match out of that. Yeah, but, but it's also crazy to think about too. Like, did they really think they were going to get a second good match between Yoko and uh, and uh, and Lex Luger? You know what I'm saying? Like, you go back to the well. Sh- wasn't that a shitty finish too? It was perfect. It was didn't perfect screw Luger. Yeah. And then we got we got the reverse feud from the WrestleMania where Perfect was the was the heel, 
and Luger was the face. and Piper was the ref in the Brett match. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. So, so what? Like, what are you protecting Luger for if you're not going to do anything with him anyway? No. And then what happens? He get he fucking teams up with the Bulldog, and they're fighting like the Blue Brothers, which was a great tag team, by the way. The Allied Powers could have been like they could have been the Mega Powers. Look, there were they were no power and glory, but yes, I agree. They could have been a great team. I could have saw some like, gold on the on they their They still wings. had some juice where if you put the belt like how do you you have Lex Luger and the British Bulldog? How yeah, do you, how not do you put the like, championships oh on them? Instead the Godwins are like freaking And dude uh, and Vince who, 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 was, who was down there that at that point? Uh it was uh, it was smoking guns. Smoking yeah. guns. You have British Bulldog and Lex Luger. Yeah, but dude, they rolled out the red carpet for Luger. They created the World Bodybuilding Federation just to be able to bring him in to do something yeah. with him. To you know him what I'm saying? Con- to get him on TV. Yeah, without, like he's not wrestling. Reaching his contract. But they they fucking jumped through so many hoops just to get Lex Luger's face on television, and then they fucking shit canned him. Oh my Bro, god! He didn't do fuck all after he he wrestles at SummerSlam. He beats him by countout, right? He's teaming with men on a mission and Randy Savage against Bam Bam Bigelow, the head shrinkers, and Yokozuna. Somebody somebody brought up a great idea. They said, how come we never got Lex Luger versus Tatanka at Survivor Series in a Thanksgiving brawl? That was in a that was a that was a, a podcast uh, a question from the fans from for Bruce, I think, or Jim Ross, I think. And I think it was for Cornette. I think it was a no, Cornette it, question. It was, I don't listen to Oh, Cornette. then somebody then somebody it sent was it around on Bruce. Somebody must have sent it around the horn because I know I think it was Cornette that was talking about. It. He was laughing because it's hysterical. But and like, then he's just he's wrestling Ludwig Borga and beating him on all the house shows. He shows up. He's not on TV. Shows up at SummerSlam 1995 to interfere in Diesel Mabel, and then just gets beat up because because the British Bulldog turned on Diesel, and then who are you talking he, about? L- Luger, I thought. Oh, I'm back in '93 still. Oh, okay. All right, I'm still okay. What Luger does when after British Bulldog mm-hmm. turns on Diesel, uh, Lex Luger tries to run interference in the main event for SummerSlam '95, and Diesel just smashes him, and that's the last time you see Lex Luger because Diesel thinks Lex Luger's also going to turn on him like Bulldog did. But anyway, go back to '93. No, you're good. It's I'm fascinated. Did we did we just go down the aisle? I don't. Is I didn't want to. I didn't want to go too early. That's but fine, this, dude. This is a. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to know what the down the aisle was, but this is. But dude, think, this was down the aisle. Like, yeah, I mean, we're kind of there, right? We just yeah. did 40 minutes on Lex Luger's career in WWF because we started talking about Cody Rhodes. For God's sake, that. that's how. It, that's yeah. it. Whoa, bro! Here he was on Lex TV. Luger. He was on TV once in a wrestling match. Body slam, no go! Between SummerSlam and Survivor Series, he had one match on Monday Night Raw. And he came out with the WWF Championship on Superstars. Do you remember this? Yes. But now, what was the actual story behind that? Because I stole the belt. What's that? He stole the belt. Like but the, it was whole... ripped though, right? It wasn't real. Like he wasn't planning on being. They weren't planning. No, on and then Cornette like threw a fit, and he wanted him to return the belt and all this and that shit. But he came out. They announced him. They're like, "What do you think?" And they like, he held the belt up and everything. So what? What, what could have been, man? What could have been? All right, so Tony, forgive my redundancy and my ignorance here. Was now was 
this was taped ahead of the paper. Like in WCW would do that a lot. They would tape ahead of a live pay-per-view. So like they would usually sometimes have the belts with. No, they did. They did this strictly just to gauge interest to see how the people would react. And the people went nuts. Okay. Okay. So he came out. They were like, Hey, what would you think if Lex Luger was the champion? No, it was, it was, yeah, something like that. But the, the, the gimmick was that he stole the belt from Yokozuna and he was posing with it. And then Cornette, uh, Cornette like threw a fit and he had to return it and this and that shit. Yeah. So did that ever make TV? I want to say yes, because I remember the superstars logo on it. All right. Now I, I got it. Now I got it. But yeah, but they would also tape like hours of stuff and a lot of stuff probably would get cut. I do remember. I do remember seeing the images, but I have. I don't think it actually ever made air. I was a superstars fiend back in the day. Hmm. Loved it. Um. I. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to find this now. Let yeah. I don't. I don't think it ever made air. Interesting. Yeah. Down the aisle, Lex Luger, Yokozuna, New Generation. Oh, here we go. That time Lex Luger was WWF champion. I'm on Reddit, and it's got a still picture. It says, from Atlanta, GA, Lex Luger made in the USA. And he's walking out, wearing the winged right. eagle, high-fiving the fans. All right, but that doesn't... What is that? I, yeah, here, that here's the story. If I recall, this is from, from a user on Reddit. Jim Cornette, the manager, had the title and dropped it when Luger interrupted him. Luger then picked up the title, and Vince said something along the lines of... I'd like to see you with the title and ask the fans if they'd like to also. So he did a ring entrance with the title, even though it wasn't his. All right. So we just like, okay. So he picked up the belt and just put it on and walked out. Yeah. So they gave him like an intro and everything and Cornette lost his mind. So it was sort of how I remembered it. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember crazy. that at all. I mean, I don't remember it in the moment because I don't think it ever aired on TV. Oh, I could actually, uh, I could put up a link. Can I, can I send this as a message? Like, we, oh, it's not available in your region. Of course, because we don't have the WWF network, uh, WWE network, excuse me. But uh, apparently this is from February 22nd, 1994. It just says Lex Luger envisions himself with the WWE championship. And it's a still of Vince strapping the belt on Luger. So this like, this happened. Like this was a real thing. Did it make air? I'm not sure. I well, don't remember. It, it probably didn't if Vince was the one that did it. Like if Vince put the belt on him, Vince was nowhere near being an on-screen like authority figure at this point. Okay, and it says here, Lex Luger looks to put Cornette in his place and imagines what life would be like holding the WWE Championship gold before WrestleMania 10. Okay, so that's the time frame. We're between Rumble and Mania 10 at this point. Yeah. So Luger's already getting his shot at Mania. So there you go. Yes, because that's the Bret Hart and Luger both win. But I love when they did silly shit like that, just to like mess around, you know. They still you do. Know, just just look at AEW when Hook tapped out CM Punk afterwards. Yeah, this you know true. the Allied Powers got a tag title shot at in your house too. Against yeah. who? No, Owen, against. No, I mean it couldn't have been Owen. And it was Yoko. Owen and Yoko. Yeah, it was Owen. Get out of here. I bet you they were hyping it up like Luger's beaten Yokozuna before. All right, so Owen and Yoko were a great team. They were. So I, but how do you not put the tag titles on Lex Luger and British Bulldog? Okay, so let me ask you. Let me ask you guys. This. Let me volley, sir. So Owen and Yoko. That's right. Wound up having the match with Shawn Michaels and Diesel 
winner take all. That's yeah. this fiasco. Okay, but not that match, but matches like that in general where they have like, and I know WCW loved this shit, and ECW used to do this shit, and WWF did this shit, where like so everyone a singles match for the tag titles or. You know, like winner take all. Whoever gets the pin gets the WWF championship in the match. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like shit, like they did with David Arquette, where David Arquette pins fucking whoever it was, and fucking DDP loses the title. Like, no, on those shits, right? Like that's a fucking gimmick that's past its time and probably should have never existed, right? Yeah. If you're booked into a corner and that's like, if it's last minute stuff, I get it. But like when like I think it was like Sting versus like the Giant or the Giant yep. versus Scott yeah, or the something. WCW tag titles. Yeah, because yeah, they were the And then champs, Sting right? got to choose his partner or something like that. Yeah, and then fucking the same shit happened with uh, what's his nuts, uh, Rick Steiner, and he chose Kenny Chaos. <laughs> All right, so it's fucking terrible. Terrible. It's lazy bullshit. <laughs> Like, but like, all right. So, what's the all right? So, you always create what's the alternative? What do you do? Have a regular Not, title match, don't do yeah. it. That's all. No, but if it's a tag title match that you have booked and something goes awry, and your only creative crutch is to book a singles match for said belt, what else would you do instead of that? You know what I would do? Vacate the belts, give each of those guys a tag partner, have a tag match for the vacated titles, or just assign each one a new tag team partner. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. so Luger and the Giant are tag uh, Luger, uh, Sting and the Giant are tag champs. Say, all right, look, you guys don't get along. You don't want to do this. Fine. We're taking the titles off of you. You pick a partner. You pick a partner. You guys will battle for the title. Winner takes all. And that works. As opposed I'm to out, having just a one-on-one. -on -one as opposed match. to just having a singles match. Yeah. Like the all same right. shit. Who was it in ECW? It was Too Cold Scorpio took on Rocco Rock for the TV and the tag belts. And when he beat Rocco Rock, he gave the belt to the Sandman. Oh, that happens. Shit like so that. Much. That yeah. I hate that more than anything. Just giving the belt to somebody else. I I don't mind it as much if an authority figure does it. But like, I think Jeff Jarrett gave the European title to Mark Henry. Yeah, as a thank you for helping. Uh, yeah, for for it was Mark. It wasn't D'Lo. It was Mark Henry, I believe. Yeah, but but Jeff Jarrett beat D'Lo for that belt, didn't yes. he? Or yeah, and then he gave it. To, I forget, but I know he. Yeah, because D'Lo had both belts for a while. Yeah, a little bit. And so Jeff Jarrett beat them from D'Lo. Got them from D'Lo. And yeah, Jeff Jarrett gave the European Championship to Mark Henry. You know what else I'm getting tired of? I'm getting tired of triple threat matches and four way matches where the first pin wins. Why can't we just have fucking elimination matches anymore? Especially when a title's involved. Because I hate this. Like the champ doesn't have to be. In no, fuck that. You got to beat the champ. That's it. It's a it's a booking crutch. It's I know. I'm so it's tired easy of it, storytelling. It. It, but it's so dumb, dude. Like, like, oh, I wasn't pinned. It's like, I know you weren't. You shouldn't have been in this situation. It's, to begin it's with. Kevin's right. It's a way to extend a story. It's a cheap way to extend the story, is what it is. I mean, look what happened. What was it? Was it AEW um, recently? Where? Uh, oh God. The, oh, was it the was it the Briscoes? The Briscoes won the Impact Championships, but they didn't pin. Gallows and Anderson. I thought Violent by Design were the tag champions. Oh yeah, they didn't pin Violent by Design, did they? No, they did. No. They beat Violent by Design, didn't they? I thought it was a straight up sing. I thought. It was All right, so then it was Violent by Design who didn't pin the Gallows Good Brothers. Yeah, yeah, but they, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. 
It's so uh, dumb. It's so, so dumb. I'm so tired of that being a, like a plot device in wrestling. But there's, I mean, take your pick of like rehash plot devices. There's like a whole Rolodex of them. Yeah, but just have the champ lose if you want him to fucking lose. You know what I'm saying? Or have a, have a heel cheat so they lose. Holy shit, a heel cheated? But there's no cheating in triple threat matches. Then fucking get you know you know what was great when New Japan they had a triple threat match. What was it? I think it was at Wrestle Kingdom, and the one team got oh. caught cheating, and the referee's like, "Fuck you, you're out." All right, get rid of them. Now it's a straight up two on like, two on two. There was a lot of shenanigans in that Dantaku. Oh, but because of the fucking uh, the Dick to go and his fucking uh, evil group or whatever the fuck they're called, House of Torture. Yeah, fuck those idiots. So he's tired a bit, of them too. He was a bit aggressive. Bullet no, fuck them. That. Come on, you like them? Who's in Ooh. that group? Who's in that group? I do not like the House of Torture, not one bit. Yeah, but who's in there? Great Khan's in there, no? No, Great Khan's oh. the United Empire. Oh, that's right. That that's Hula Hula's group. Yes, and Will okay. Osprey. Yes. It's evil, right? It's evil. evil it's dick, dick to, go. to go. Yo. Yo. No, show. Dick to go. Show dick to go. <laughs> dick to go. Show evil. Yujiro Takahashi. Takahashi. That's the House of Torture. And that's a now that that's a subset of the Bullet Club, right? Yes. Jay White is like, you can do all the grunt work. Don't ever be seen in public with me. Oh, fuck Jay White. No, fuck it. Jay White's criminally underrated, dude. And it's so weird because he's a dick. I, I, I mentioned this happens. a couple weeks ago. It's so weird, like seeing him in. Same thing with Ishii. Like seeing him in Impact is so different than seeing him in New Japan. Like it's like. And AEW, wherever he goes, and say to Ishii, like, and El Fantasmo, El Fantasmo, I think, is fantastic. He's awesome. Fantasmo. He's Fantasmo. He's Fantasmo, yeah. Fantastic (laughs) Fantasmo. But it's just like such a different vibe because. Are you breaking things, Kevin? Just dropped my bottle opener, Um, which is weird because I'm drinking out of a can. So, uh... (laughs) but, uh, but no, uh, so it's it's so weird seeing them in these different atmospheres. And Jay White is like almost like, because I guess they were feuding with Honor No More. It almost seems like Bullet Club was like baby faces in, 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 in Impact. And like now, like Jay White has such a bigger presence in New Japan than he does in Impact. Like it's almost like, because in there, they're the top of the card, Matt, right? Like they are, Jay White's the, like one of the top guys. Yeah, yeah so Jay White's for sure. He's challenging Okada at Dominion. Exactly. But in Impact, he's like, all right. Here we go. I, and I get it. You, you want to work, you want to get name value from him but like impact does i don't think impact does like if it like moose and josh alexander right those are the guys in impact and hey. Callen- <laughs> oh god hey, this is moose. hey moose what do you think about jay white and uh in uh in impact hey uh, shining the wizard that's right so what, what what do you think jay white should be doing in impact shining the wizard i agree i agree um hey. <laughs> but it's just such a different presentation and it's like seeing him in like in the middle of the card like and him losing him getting like him losing matches in impact like matt do you think that hurts his presentation like overall or do you think there's not enough eyes on impact that it would even matter i, I just don't think i don't think because it's not it's not it's not it doesn't affect the storylines in new japan right Right, so it's a nice it's a nice place to get eyes on them, and people will check it out. And maybe those people will go and watch New Japan, 
Um, or vice versa. Yeah, I don't think it hurts though. I I think, I think, uh, and you see with Suzuki, it's such a treat to see these guys come over and wrestle in the state. It doesn't matter if they fucking win or lose, right? He lost to Joe. Ishii lost to Josh Alexander. Uh, you know, every time these guys, Nagata lost to Moxley, uh, Kojima was lost yeah. to Moxley. Like, it's just a treat to see these guys over here. I guess it's yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. And the matches are always fantastic. I guess it's just weird because. In this era, I guess like the like it would happen all the time in in the early nineties with New Japan and WCW. Like people would come over and go back, but it's just so weird, like because I think there's more wrestling now. Like back then, it was like the only televised companies in here for the most part were WCW and WWE, and WCW got most of the New Japan stuff. And I guess maybe my age has something to do with it because I didn't really. To me, that I didn't watch New Japan because I had no way of doing it when I was like twelve, so it just it, it didn't mean as much to me now. Where like I'm thirty nine years old and I'm watching this guy wrestle every single time I turn on the TV and do something different every time. It's almost like 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 does that hurt this guy? Like to loot? Like does that hurt Ishii? Does that hurt Jay White? Does that hurt like? Um, you know, Minoru Suzuki, just because I see him, he, am I getting overdosed with these guys? Because they're wrestling everywhere. I don't know. I don't know if it hurts like Minoru Suzuki or Tom Ishii, but I think it hurts more of a Jay White because Jay White is a top guy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we've seen Tom lose like some fucking hellacious battles. We've seen Suzuki lose. To fucking like Toru Yano in the fucking King of Pro Wrestling shit. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If you watch the New Japan product, I'm sure they've lost plenty over there. But I'm like sure. Jay White, as much as I fucking can't stand him, he is positioned as a top guy in New Japan, you know? Yeah. So. So to, to see him uh, lose like a. and Yeah. It, it, I think he took the pinfall too, if I'm not mistaken, at, at Rebellion. It'd be like if Okada came in and just started losing the fucking like everybody in the mid card. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. I'd fucking lose my mind because he's Okada. He's supposed to yeah. be like the fucking top of the crop. You know, the cream of the crop, the top of the something. I don't know. Oh yeah, the yeah, top of the, the crop. Cream <laughs> I, think, I think what we've seen in the last year, I think there's an asterisk next to it because it's Jay White wasn't hadn't been in Japan in two years, right? So you want to keep him relevant. He's doing his New Japan Strong thing. He's doing the open, the J, the J White USA Open Challenge, and he's beating everybody that comes in there. He's beating Lethal, and okay, Haiku Leo, and Christopher Daniels. Um, and again, his the way he's being booked on Impact isn't like he's not showing up. He didn't show up in New Japan. And they're like, oh, he was just, you know, on an Impact pay per view. No, it's like, oh, Jay White's back. And then they flip-flop it, right? Best of the Super Junior starts. And uh, Kevin Kelly and J.P. Charlton put over, or Chris Charlton, excuse me, uh, put Ace Austin over the fucking moon. And they were like, there's three things uh, for sure in life. Death, taxes, and Ace Austin beats Trey Miguel. Like, they were really hammered. Like, this is your Impact X Division champion. Then they're going to highlight him. Jay White just went over there as the dude from the Bullet Club who had a face-to-face with Kenny Omega that went nowhere and then resurfaced six months later, which isn't a bad thing, but I don't think his story and impact affects what he does in Japan. And then when you flip the script, Ace Austin going over there for best of the Super Juniors, it's like, this is our X Division champion, and we're going to highlight that. But even like Jay White's like brief appearances in AEW, 
like it didn't seem like I I, I want to say like it didn't seem as important be, because of his time and impact. Like you know what I mean? Like because of what he was doing in Impact, the fact that him showing up in AEW w- wasn't as big of a deal to me as it could have been if he just showed up in AEW. Does that I make sense? It. Yeah, no, I get it. But if he can't go to Japan, I mean, and they're going to try and yeah, turn a negative into a positive with this pandemic, and you can get Jay White to carry the New Japan flag and show up in Impact, and then AEW. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I 100% get it, Kev. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird time, right? Because yeah, they were like, right. and I'm not complaining because I love every, I love all these, I love all these performers. So it's, it's, I'm not necessarily complaining. It's more of, I am observing, I guess. Right. Now, I think if, if, if in, now Jay White's going to wrestle Okada at Dominion on June 12th. That's, that, that to me, that seems like a freaking big fight feel huge right now if in july he's getting pinned by by speedball mike bailey on impact now we have a problem right and that's no disrespect, no disrespect to speedball to- mike yeah. bailey he's a fantastic uh wrestler yeah but he's not jay white okada no he's, he's got really not. white teeth so, so i think now you're, i think i, I don't know well, what those people uh with the bullet club is and, and i haven't unfortunately had a chance to watch a lot of impact but i did going forward i don't i don't think you'll see him doing a lot of a lot of the, getting beat a lot. Yeah. All right. So they just did a whole round of tapings in Florida. I don't know. I haven't read the spoiler, so I don't know if Jay White's even on them or not. Um, but I know from this last impact, him and Phantasmo fought um, Alexander and Ishii. And Phantasmo took the pinfall on that with the basement, you know, clothesline after right. Josh Alexander stuff. So I mean, it's it, listen. It's fun to see seeing Josh Alexander team with Tomohiro Ishii is just like super cool. And seeing like Phantasmo, I think is like the X Pac of our generation of this. Not well, not our generation. Our generation X Pac is the X Pac of our generation. X Pac is the X Pac of degeneration. Nailed it, <laughs> Tony. You got to ring the bell for yourself sometime, man. Barry Horowitz, that shit. But like, I think Phantasmo is just like such like a. He's like that scumbag, like degenerate. Yep. And I, I hope that's his goal because it's that's what it's that's what it seems like to me. But then they fought uh, Ishii and uh, Josh Alexander and uh, and and Phantasmo took the pin and but they always like again like it's weird though because they're like too sweeting everyone as they go to the ring. I guess that's what NWO would do too sometimes. But like it's just it, it was a great freaking great match by the way, fantastic match. But. So that's what I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, no, things are look, things are opening up again and and they just did uh New Japan just did Capital Collision on Saturday night. DC, uh, right? Yeah, which was an awesome show. Actually, is that on is that on uh, New Japan World? It's not. That was a fight vehicle. Uh, I ordered it, so if you need my login info, Kevin, you can watch it. So I watched it today. Beautiful. Um it's it's the main event is uh Moxley, Tanahasho, Juice, and Will Ospreay for the US title. Tony, that's a, oh, that's a first that's a pin wins. That's a four way. Oh fuck me! It's a four way. Well, here, look, here's a perfect. I mean, it's not a perfect example, but Sonata was the U.S. champ. He got his face broke by Osprey. He had mm-hmm. to vacate the title. Then it was supposed to be Tanahashi against Osprey at Dantaku, but yep. then Osprey got COVID. So then Big Tom jumped in there. So then Tanahashi won. Oh. And then we have the backstory of Moxley and. Uh, 
Osprey uh-huh. at Windy City Riot. You have Moxley calling out Tanahasho. It's the only reason why he came to New Japan. Uh, Juice just turned on Tanahasho. Um, and they got to sell this event, right? Elimination. They just did first first fall. I mean, it was it was it was fucking awesome. It was a great fucking match. Um, and so Matt, how 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 much was this like a legit pay per view or was this just like a, a nine ninety nine vehicle? It was. I think it was nineteen ninety nine. Ooh, hmm. so we should have picked this. Hmm. Should we have? No. See, I don't know where the because we didn't pick Windy City Riot, and that was also a fight uh, vehicle. And it was only available on fight. It was available on New Japan World in Japanese, but I think it was a pay-per-view. I think you had to pay for it. Hmm. Hmm. But it had uh, Big Tom, Big Tom, and hmm. Eddie Kingston. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it had Brody King, Suzuki. Hmm. Uh, we had it was supposed to be Okada and Trent Beretta against Jay White and Haikuleo, but Trent Beretta got COVID, so Rocky Romero filled in. Uh, you got Great O'Conn versus Chase Owens in a singles match. Uh, there was uh, an eight man with uh, Ed Dude Tito, Jonah, and uh, TMK, TMK, TDMK, whatever they were in the NXT. Shane and uh, what's his nuts? Oh, uh, the Mighty Must Kneel. Yeah, I guess whatever they were. Mighty, TM, yeah. TMK. The Australian lads. Yes. Yeah. Uh, against uh, um, the United Empire. That was a match. Hmm. Uh, there was a 10-man fil- Team Filthy against Fred Rosser. Hmm. His, his crew of guys. With his fucking Daisy Dukes. Yeah, it was a fucking great show, though. I enjoyed it. Did you lean over to fart? Was that no? That was? I was adjusting. I was adjusting myself, man. Did you sit on your balls again? No, I did not sit on my balls. Mm. <laughs> All right, can we, can we can we wrap up? I'm tired. We have to sit something to down the aisle, Tony. You don't want to talk about the NWA? I, I mean, I can. I can give you a quick thirty seconds if it'll make. Can you I just happy. touch up on Impact while we were doing that? By the way, yeah, go ahead. Uh, for the gold. We have a new number one contender for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, and that is our dear, good, close, personal friend, former guest of the show, and proud wearer of the pink and black hockey fan, EY, Eric Young. Oh, I thought it was hey. like Moose. I had Moose queued up. Oh, I mean, he's... I, I mean, hey, Eric Young. How do you feel? <laughs> We're going to do this. Hey. Okay. Uh, Eric Young won a Shark Boy returned in this gauntlet oh god shark boy's like a hundred isn't he dude yeah and he looks it um, <laughs> even, even with a mask on no disrespect to shark boy great guy Holy um shit. and then uh like molly ringwald like took out uh god what's molly ringwald <laughs> molly ringwald oh my god uh what's <laughs> <laughs> What's the comment? Uh, the the drama king, the, the former of a uh, former uh, partner of uh, Madison Rain. No, the commentator guy, uh, Rainwald, the drama king, Matthew Rainwall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Molly he, Rainwald. They they, <laughs> they played Matt Cardona's music, and then Molly Rainwald came in and just. <laughs> It's all right. Keep going. You're good. I I lost my train of thought. Tossed somebody out. But anyway, Eric Young, <clears throat> uh, 
uh, number one contender, Chris Bay and Kenny King had a banger, and uh, Briscoes are awesome. So there's my little. I like that. On uh, on impact, impact, and they showed up on NWA too. Power. Tony. Yes. Where do you want to go first? You want to go MLW or do you? Oh, want to go... please! And I know you were. Ah, it's the 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 roller coaster of emotions for Tony with MLW is MLW is fucking. It, we're we're at like thirty three percent for this show, and I'll explain why. We got Holiday against Chick Tormenta. This was not good. And you know who made an appearance in this match, Matt? The little midget. Ding 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 ding. Fucking Gangrel again is with fucking Holiday now, and this fucking guy that she drags around on a chain on a fucking collar. Oh, this... another another gimp. Yeah, this sucked. This was bad. Uh, not nearly as bad, but really bad for other reasons. We had a four way for the Caribbean Championship. King Muertes defended against El Dragon, El Hijo de L.A. Park. I guess this was taped before he was fired. And Octagon Jr., bro, standing around waiting for spots to get set up. If you want to see how bad it can get, watch this match because it was the drizzle shits. There were a few good spots, but lots of bad spots. And congratulations to your new Caribbean champion. Octagon Jr. won the belt. So maybe we don't have that big slob King Muertes hanging around anymore. That's the only plus that came out of that. The thing that did save the show to me, Fatu and Bestia say, 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 they actually had a good Apocalypto match. I am getting a little tired of watching Fatu in these like street fights, but he's so good at them. They're forgivable. It's the only saving grace of this show. These guys worked hard. Uh, as an aside, um, uh, what's his name? El Jefe was given a little speech and uh, Holiday came out to talk about his shot and Hammerstone came out, and in the middle of the fray, El Jefe wound up unconscious on the floor, so there might be fallout from that. But that's MLW. Not a great show this week. NWA, on the other hand. Oh, baby. This was some good shit. We got some great stuff in my top three this week. We got the Commonwealth Connection and Nick Aldis taking on all three of the Cardonas. This was a great match. As much as everybody fucking hates Matt Cardona, he fucking played this to a T with the shit tags, hiding from Nick all this, not wanting to get involved, coming in and pulling the Heenan where he gets a couple shots and tags back out. Too bad VSK got fucking put in the fucking cloverleaf on this one. He's the one that gave up. The birthday boy, uh, Matt Cardona, by the way. Commonwealth Connection. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, (laughs) Commonwealth Connection, Nick, all this win this. Uh, number two is a two for two because the OGK got singles matches. We had uh, Mike Bennett take on Kerry Morton in a great match. Kerry Morton's got to uh, got to tone up a little bit because he's wearing them long tights and he's got that pale belly of his hanging over him. But don't sleep on this match. This match was good. And Matt Taven with a big win over Judas. This was another fucking great match. These guys going off as singles looking good. Finally, the match. The match you need to see. Colby Carino, Caprice Coleman. Bro, even without the fucking fixers at ringside, Colby Carino is something special. He fucking wins because he's got the brass knucks in the tights again. Referee didn't see it. And Medusa, who's supposed to be like the fucking second person in charge, is on commentary. Even she don't get up to interrupt this because she knows Colby Carino is that good. They had a hell of a match. Colby Carino, your winner. 
Hopefully there's a junior heavyweight championship shot in his future. But NWA fucking killing it this week, as opposed to MLW, who's almost fucking dead as far as I'm concerned. So there you go. Paola. All right, so Kevin had a boner over Paola Blaze and Camille. The match told a great story. I'm not sold on Paola. I will admit she's getting Paola. But uh, they actually had a good story in this match. Like, Camille was hurt. Tom Latimer got kicked in the nuts for his trouble, so it was kind of entertaining. But it didn't make the top three because the top three that I had, the three count, was just so fucking good. Can't go wrong with NWA. That's right. Can't go Uh, wrong with them. Tony, do you have your fingers on the pulse of... Uh, the pay-per-view that's coming up on June 11th. Yeah, we talked about it last week, but I forgot. I forgot. How Always ready. Oh, well, it looks like the card is shaping up. So your main event, your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Matt Cardona. Oh, yeah. Defends He's going to be defending against Nick Aldis again. In a steel cage or death match. We haven't decided yet. Well, you mean, um, uh, uh, what's his nuts? The Matt Cardona has not. Has yeah. decided well, there you go. Uh, Camille will defend her title against Kylan King. Yes, another match that decided a number one contender is a triple threat match. Uh, Jack Stain and Mims. Uh, Big, strong right? Mims getting that title shot. Kylie Klingon. I'm oh, sorry. Jack Stain and Chris Adonis. Oh, uh, that's right. Mims National. is getting a shot against Tyrus. Yeah. It, Ken, is Mims the guy? Yes. I hope so. Yes. yes. Oh, God, I hope so. For God, I would say anyone's the guy against Tyrus, but I really think Mims is the guy. Big, strong Mims. Uh, La Rebellion against the Commonwealth Connection for the tag titles. That's going to be a sleeper right there. Uh, the Hex defend their NWA women's titles against Pretty Empowered, which is Ella Envy and Kenzie Page. Not feeling that one. Uh, Taya Valkyrie makes her NWA debut against Nat- Natalia Markova. Ooh, and a three-way tag match. Uh, the Ricky and Carrie Morton take on the Fixers, take on AJ Kazana and a mystery partner. Kazanja? Kazana. Kazanja. Kazana. Well, there you go. There you go. Oh. All right. Impact real quick. We're also getting our first ever Queen of the Mountain match at Slammiversary, by the way. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's right. For the woman Before we go down the aisle, I got to ask. It was, We're going down the aisle again? We we didn't originally go down the aisle, Tony. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Listen, you need to sit in your chair. Your back is hurting. That's right. All right, take, take a nap. Advantage. Take advantage of this time before you got to fix something. You got to do something where it makes your back hurt. Sit in your cushy chair. It was announced today that Ric Flair will have one more match. Woo! This will take place during uh, SummerSlam weekend at StarCast 5 in Nashville. The Gathering. Uh, The event will be titled Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's Last Match. It will be available on Fight TV. The rumor is Ric Flair and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and a mystery opponent. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh, not a mystery anymore. Bret Hart. Because Fightful Select is now reporting... Also coming out of retirement for this match. Steamboat. Fucking A, dude. The dragon. (laughs) I'm here for it. What, Matt? How could you not? I mean, it's Starcast. It's not a WrestleMania main event. And it's It's a six man. They could hide their, you know, faults. Are you going to pay to watch it? Oh, absolutely not. I don't okay, give a shit about this match. So I don't. I wouldn't waste a fucking dollar on this hunk of shit. I don't even want to see it. No, but you're, yeah, but you. All right, so you 
Of course, you don't want to. No one's going. No oh, one's going to go out of their way to see it. Years old. Uh, well, Steamboat, I think, is sixty-five, isn't he? They unfucking retired. You wow. mess. Wow. Wait. Stay retired. No, I agree, man. Oh, Steamboat is sixty-nine. <laughs> stay retired. Don't just fucking stop, man. Sixty-nine, me, Ricky. Sixty-nine, me, Ricky. He can barely fucking move. Have you seen the shitty videos of him and Jay Lethal? I don't want to see any of this. This goes back to me. I don't want to see any of these guys when they're fucking 73 years old. Go watch a Bullet Bob Armstrong match in his heyday. What about that dude that's 80 that that wrestles uh, for Impact? No, he's uh, not 80. He's like 65. What the hell is his name? Mike something. Williams? Mike something? Is it Mike Williams? He wrestled Cardona. He wrestles for the NWA too sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. All right. I don't hate, but I don't hate it. Let him do it. Let, yeah, let, let him do it. It's his life. Fucking, ah, uh, shit. What the hell's his name? Fucking Luthez had his final match at 73 fuck in New Japan. Luthez, go fuck your hand. He almost fucking Luthez, died in the ring. You fucking dick. Yeah. What happens when Ric Flair fucking dies in the ring? Then got- he'll have lived his. His life's purpose. Here's here's outcry. Oh, they shouldn't have let him. Chris Cruz. This have you got? Are you friends with this curmudgeon Chris Cruz on Facebook? I'm not friends with him. The the announcer. Yeah, he's fucking miserable, bro. He sent a petition to the Maryland State Athletic uh, Commission. He don't want Ric Flair. He's got a pacemaker. He doesn't want him to wrestle. That's the big thing. Now, here's a question: Does Jerry Lawler have a pacemaker too? Yeah, because Lawler still works. He now Lawler does not bump anymore. But Lawler still you think works. Flair's bumping. Did you see him training with fucking with Lethal? Of course he's gonna bump. He's not bumping. He'll bump. He'll Dude, take one more flip flop and fly. There's in the no corner. reason for either one of them to for him or Steamboat to bump when you have FTR and um... Nah, Steamboat's gonna be doing some deep arm drags and shit, bro. Steamboat. That's not bumping though. Well, it's not flat packing. Nah, he might. All right, so dude, there's they're dude. We're not talking about idiots here. Well, like we're talking about. I mean, Flair might be a little. All right, so like... here, here's a question: Ric Flair is he doing this because he wants one final match, or is he doing this because he needs one more paycheck? Ric Flair can get the paycheck wherever he wants. I understand, but this you're talking Conrad Thompson Starcast money here. This is a nice paycheck, especially for his father-in-law. Come on. I mean. I, I can't speak. Who really knows? I feel like if anything, he would get the discount for that. What do you mean? Like he's take doing, less he's money? He's doing it for the fucking money. Yeah, he's doing this for a lot of money. I bet you Conrad put up fifty large for this. But Flair could. He, Flair wouldn't have to train a day, and he can go out and say that he's having a match and do it for the money. He's training. Yeah, because he doesn't want to look like complete garbage, probably. he's 73 years old. Matt, he wrestled his last match in WCW in a T-shirt. I know. Yeah, but Rick he's Flair old. Doesn't he has... have to do, Rick Flair doesn't have to. Rick Flair can go out there. He won his last championship in WCW wearing slacks and a shirt. He doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. So why train? Just go out and just chop people. So and... he doesn't fucking embarrass himself. Yeah, that's why. He was already embarrassed. The two things I just said was embarrassing. Yeah, enough. because after that, he won tag titles with Batista and Roddy Piper. Fair. Oh, that, that was embarrassing too, by the way. The Piper thing. 
Look, man, I'm not I'm not for it. I don't want to see these fucking guys that are retired. 73, 73. That's fucking old, dude. Yeah. I understand. That's but, old. I mean, what's what's the difference between a 73-year-old doing what we know Ric Flair will probably do in this match? What's what's the difference between like this a 73-year-old doing what we think Ric Flair will probably do in this match, which will chop, maybe do a front thing. He's not going to do the over the buckle. He's not going to fucking back bump. You know that. Can he might on, take we, a hip toss. Can we bet on these? Ooh. Can you mix on these if you want? I know. Ooh. I want to. Does he do the over the top? Does he take a flat back bump? Does he take a. Uh, uh, oh. Flat back the, bump, maybe he'll do. That would, be like, that would be the most extreme thing. This might be something fun to do in the Discord. Get a list together. Of well, like, what's the like... difference between a seventy-three-year-old doing what Ric Flair is probably going to do in this match, and a seventy-three-year-old going out to like mow his lawn, or like do something? Like seventy-three-year-olds can do stuff if they're safe. All right. Would you? Would you, Matt? Those are would you be idiots. okay? Would you be okay with Tom Brady playing quarterback for? Tampa Bay at 73. No, because there's a risk of Tom Brady. There's a else. risk of Ric Flair getting yeah, that too. Dude. That's God, what you I mean. Are, you you can't insane. compare wrestling a wrestling match to fucking mowing a lawn. You can't compare wrestling to football. You sure you can. Football has pads. Wrestling doesn't. What, what do you call the mat? The mat's it's not. not the... Dude. It's a pad. I think Matt, I think Matt lost it. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Right, go. Lay, lay it on me, baby. There's go nothing to lay on you. You're you're setting your ways. It's not worth arguing about. He's fucking 73 years old. I have zero interest in this. I do not want no. my lasting memory being this fucking 73-year-old melted candle of a wrestling legend out there in fucking Speedos shopping people. I don't give a shit. I have zero yeah. interest in this. It shouldn't even be fucking news. Interest? None. Hate for him for doing it? Also, none. Who no, I, for it? What? Who hates him for it? Oh, I thought you said... I thought you were... Totally I hate the fucking it. idea of it. I can't be mad at the oh. guy for making a fucking dollar. Oh, I'm with you on that, then, for sure. I, I'm i not paying for it, but I will seek it out. I do want to see this. I want to see how... It, it, Matt, oh it's God. like that time that the ring broke at DePaul High School, and I said, we got to get out of here. You said, No. Somebody's gonna get hurt really bad, and I want to be here to see oh, it. Oh, look at this! I'm a, I'm a different person now. I don't get. Yeah, but still, the mentality is the same. You can't. It's a car crash. You can't look away. You don't want to see it, but you got to slow down and look. Just, just let. This is gonna be like someone's first exposure to Ric Flair, and you're gonna be like this fucking guy. I don't give a shit about this. Might Listen, if this is last, your first exposure to Ric Flair, you got some research to do. That's the problem, though. No one wants to do the research. They want it now. They want what? Oh, dude, it's Starcast. Like eighty percent of the people that are there have exactly. seen Ric Flair matches. Yeah, I'm sure they bring their dumb little fucking kids and their belts and the wear their championship belts around their waist. Wow, I don't give a shit about. No, this. I'm with Matt. I don't care, but I'm not hating on him for it. I hate the idea. I don't care. I feel like you do. I feel like you're showing more respect by saying that you don't want to see it than... Like, I feel like you're doing this out of respect, to be honest with you. I know you're not a Flair guy. I just don't care. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Let the man live. Jerry Lawler said he wanted to die in the ring. Let Rick Flair die in the ring if he asked me. I don't care. 
I haven't played that in so long. Yeah, you played the whole thing too. No, it was more. I stopped it early. <laughs> Tony, I know you're sleepy. Can we do a quick down the aisle? Oh, all right. Come on. Come oh, on, whatever. man. This I is thought like we did right down the aisle talking about Luger for an hour. We didn't talk about Luger for an hour. We probably yeah, talked we about did. him for like 30 minutes. Oh. And what led into that? Cody. It's only down the aisle. Is press on tattoos that the WWE is going to produce. Brilliant. Let's go back to 1995. Oh, again? That's right. Yeah, man. July 24th, the USWA, Memphis, Tennessee, the Mid-South Coliseum. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're wait, wait, wait. Who, who was on this card? Was the Undertaker on this card? The Soul Taker? No, no. Your opening match. Axel Rotten against Gorgeous George Three. Oh, God. Do you know who Gorgeous George Three was? Louis Picola. Yes, and I don't remember who it is. Who? Wait. I just wait a minute. Fuck. He wore. He was in WCW. I know. Fucking. Uh, it wasn't the Maestro. Correct. Fuck today, dang, dude. Nice. <laughs> well the done. Stro. The Stro. And Axel Rotten. We had a mixed tag. A mixed match. Miss Texas. Jackie. Jackie, yes. Against Brandon Baxter. He was just a manager. He was known as Double B. Of course he was. He's got a MySpace. Good for him. Uh, Pat Tanaka and Stephen Dunn. Nice. Uh, Mark Curtis against Bill Rush. Mark Curtis. Who's Bill Rush? I don't know who Bill Rush doesn't have a link, but Mark Curtis is, is the referee, right? Yes, yeah. Brian referee. Handelbrand, RIP. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was a fucking well-known shooter. He, Mark, I swear to God. Oh, he would. Yeah, if you try to get in the ring, no chance. Hundred uh, percent. The guys respected the shit out of him. He was also at one point Cowabunga the Ninja Turtle. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He dressed as a Ninja Turtle. Wait for the WWE. No, 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 no. Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, he has several wins over Jim Cornette. God damn. He won an SMW Battle Royal in 1993. But you remember when the Ninja Turtles were on like superstars. Oh, yes, I do. Match. Kevin, yeah. I have it right here. As a it was Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy, I believe. He was also known as just the Ninja Turtle. Oh, my God. Uh, where him and Benson Lee defeated JB Destiny. And Mashahiro Panic at Def WrestleFest '96. Gorgeous. Def WrestleFest. Just call it Wrestle Death. It was uh the oh, West. Oh, no, we'll see that in Starcast actually. The rest, the Western Pennsylvania School for the Deaf in 1996. Oh, Deaf. Deaf. Yes. <laughs> he said Deaf. Uh, let's see who else was on this fucking show in or 1996. Here you say the word Deaf. Kevin Jeff they were wrestling. Paul Atlas and the Grim Reaper. They were called the Toxic Turtles, by the way, in WWF. So now I have to do a little dive on this. Oh, my God. Batman defeated the Shadow at Def WrestleFest. Batman. Uh, let's see. Your six-man tag team match was Lord Zoltan, Psycho Mike, and T. Ranchula. <laughs> <laughs> and they defeated Cody Michaels, Dynamite Dean, and Preston Steele. Ah, your main event was Coco Beware and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> Bubba. 
And Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie beat Frank uh, Stiletto and Lou Marconi for the SCW Tag Team titles. I thought you were going to say because Coco Beware was on the show. I thought you were going to say Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards beat Frankie the Parrot and and, uh, and somebody else. Wow, turtle. Uh, back to SM uh, USWA. This card also had Doug Gilbert and Buddy Landell. All right. Here, ready for this one? Tag Go for team it. action. Tag team action. The Allied Powers took on the tag team of Brian Lee and Billy Jack Haynes. Holy shit. Wow. What do you think Billy Jack Haynes was doing in 1995? Lots of coke. Billy. No. Get your butt out of my face. He was already conspiracy theory uh, Billy Jack Haynes at that point, wasn't he? Didn't he like start living as a recluse in Portland again at that point? Anyway, here, information. The Toxic Turtles were, anybody want to guess? Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. Oh, yeah. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, Kevin's good. I, I said it about five minutes ago. Oh, did you? Sorry, I wasn't yeah. paying attention. I was, doing, I was doing research. My bad. Well, not, according to Uh-oh. cagematch.net, 1995 was Billy Jack Haynes' last active year in the ring. Of course it was, because he went fucking nuts. And he spent a lot of it in the USWA. Uh, wow, he was in a tag team match. Him and Jesse James Armstrong lost to Brian Christopher and Sid Vicious in a loser leaves town match. They both had to leave? I guess so. Brian Christopher and Sid? Oh, you didn't know? Jesus. What a fucking weird tag team. <laughs> he was the USWA heavyweight champion. Brian Christopher was, probably. Billy Jack Haynes was. He beat Brad Armstrong for it. Oh, Two gosh. times. Nelly, stop, man. Come on. Down. Butthole Nelly. U.S. heavyweight champion. Look at this fucking guy. Who? Billy Jack Haynes. Two-time U.S. heavyweight champion. USWA heavyweight champion. Over under on the amount of days you think he held the title. 14. I'd say 25. You guys want over or under? I'm going. Oh. I'm saying between 14 and 25. Yeah, I think that's good. It's two reigns. Two reigns total. Wait, so that's. Oh, so. All right. So maybe 45. I'll say 45. I'll go 60. You guys, you, so that you guys are way over 35 days between. See, both. he fucking talked us out of it. Yeah, we were right there. You dummy. I wasn't way <laughs> over 35 and 45. No, we were, our first range was right in there. Yeah, it's right in the wheelhouse. Billy Jack. Rage in the cage, fourteen man match. What is this? Wait, fourteen man in a cage? Bill Dundee, Billy Jack Haynes, Doug Gilbert, Jerry Lawler, and PG thirteen. Oh, Jesus. and Tommy Rich. Oh my God! Defeated Buddy Landell, Gorgeous George three, Pat Tanaka, Robert Gibson, the Heavenly Bodies, and Tracy Smothers. What the Heavenly fuck? Bodies are who at this point? Richard and Gigolo, or Richard yes. and. Okay. No, Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard. This is uh, August of 1995. And they had Robert Gibson with them. Yes. Holy shit. Thomas Rich. Wow. God damn. Billy Jack Haynes. That match sounds awful. And then, uh, there, and then you got to see a six-man tag team Texas death match. Buddy Landell, Robert Gibson, and Tracy Smothers against PG-13 and Tommy Rich. Was Ricky Morton still under contract to WCW at this point? Like, was that the thing? 
95? No, no chance. So then why is Robert Gibson by himself? Like, Let's see. That kind of doesn't make sense. I would think that he would still there. All right, man. so but no, because if they were if Robert Gibson would be if, if Ricky Morton would have been in WCW and he they, they did return in the Nitro era, but they came back together. Yeah, but so, what I'm like there was there was definitely one point in Smoky Mountain where they signed Robert Gibson because they couldn't get Ricky Morton yet, and but they knew Ricky Morton was coming in. I wonder if that was the same kind of situation here. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm a WCW nut, and if Ricky Morton was there, then okay. So I'm looking in 1995. Uh huh. He is primarily working Smoky Mountain, USWA, NWA, and then a bunch of indies. Robert Gibson. No, Ricky Morton. Oh, Ricky Morton. Huh. Yeah. Let me. Uh, you want me to look up what Robert Gibson was doing in '95? Well, he no, was, he was just curious as to why Robert was there and Ricky wasn't. But maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe in a well, personal according thing. to his Wikipedia, uh, let's see here, 1995, uh, they feuded with the bodies, right? And then Stan and Tom, Jim, they feuded with the gangsters. 94 went to the NWA and then the tag titles. 95 during 95 he also teamed briefly with david jericho oh god you know kid, cash? Jericho is? kid cash yes yeah Rip later, old that year, later that year he reunited with gibson and they feuded with pg-13 so i guess at some point in 95 he was not teaming with with ricky yeah, and that could have been anything. It could have been maybe Ricky was hurt, or maybe they were taking time off, or just again, Indies and USWA. It's not like they were contracted anywhere. So, just this timeline on this cage match, they were tag teaming in January of 1995. Right. And then it looks like he left. Uh, Ricky Morton left at the end of 95, and he came back in June of 95 to team. That sounds like an. That sounds like an either an injury or just take some time off or just take bookings when you can get them. Fascinating, fascinating shit. Well, that was an abridged version of down the aisle since we already did it down the aisle at the beginning of the show or middle. Oh my of the god, show. a double down! Look at that, double down on down the aisle. Fuck yeah! That was Matt. What made you pick USWA type dealy? I just typed it in, man. Sometimes I just go to the cage match and I throw in a promotion. Nice. I USWA like is like really unfamiliar to me. Like, I, I would love to find the well, time to be able to watch a lot of USWA. Well, go on the network and look for your uh, G, uh, global, and it's all USWA. Yeah, I just don't think there's. I think there's like only like a dozen or so episodes. Okay, there. fair. I don't think it's a lot. Uh, special thanks to Akira for joining us tonight. Uh, be sure to follow him, please, on the Twitter machine at. Uh, I have it right here. I'm sorry. The Akira way. At the Akira way on all forms of social media. Uh, we got jam-packed May and June. Marche Rocket next week. Matt Lancey on the 30th. Luke Hawks on the 6th. Double dip on the 13th. Ryan Davidson and former NWA world champion Trevor Murdoch. What? 20th, Jay Spade. And uh, we'll see what we can do to do about June 27th. Uh, next week is Can You Beat That Championship? Uh, JJ Rogue. He's challenging. Uh, he's, he's defending. Uh, downtown Petey Brown. 
Yeah. Committee approved downtown PD Brown. I got the I got the notification before you know a few minutes ago. So we appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, checking us out, and be sure to continue to support us at Wizards Podcast on the Twitter machine. There's a link tree over there, and if you just click on that link tree, you can find all the places we're available uh, and all our social media platforms and the Discord and the Pro Wrestling Peace Store and Patreon and all that good stuff. So check it out. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll be back. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Five stars. Please. Smash it. Join us because we're on the road to 600. Wow, 600. Oh, 600th episode. So be there for it. Join us for this. Be here for every episode. Why would you yeah. not want to join us every week? I don't That's understand. Very, it was very light tonight in the chat. Kind of, yeah. Hope everyone's okay. I hope people weren't affected by the terrible weather. Either that or the COVIDs. It's making around again. Oh, good. No, not good. Knocked me out of my ass for two weeks. All right. Poor guy. I know. Poor me. Now I got to go upstairs like a cripple and freaking hold my back. Well, Tony's a cripple. Kevin's cold. I'm sweaty. Well, Kevin left the freezer open. That's why he's cold. Oh. Nah, I shot it. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Hey, did you click the button?